Hey, Chad Brown here. You may remember me as a linebacker in the NFL or as a reptile breeder and the owner of Pro Exotics. I've been herping since I was a boy, and I've dedicated my life to advancing the industry and educating the community about the importance of reptiles. I also love to encourage the joy of breeding and keeping reptiles as a hobbyist, which is why my partner Robin Markland and I create the Reptile Report. The Reptile Report is our online news aggregation site bringing you most up-to-date discussions from the reptile world. Visit thereptilereport.com every day to stay on top of the latest reptile news and information. We encourage you to visit the site and submit your exciting reptile news, photos, and links so we can feature outstanding breeders and hobbyists just like you. The Reptile Report offers powerful branding and marketing exposure for your business, and the best part is it's free. If you're a buyer or a breeder, you've got to check out the Reptile Report Marketplace. The Marketplace is the reptile world's most complete buying and selling destination full of features to help put you in touch with the perfect deal. Find exactly what you're looking for with our advanced search system. Search by sex, weight, morph, or other keywords and use our Buy It Now option to buy that animal right now. Go to marketplace.thereptilereport.com and register your account for free. Be sure to link your Marketplace account to your Ship Your Reptiles account to earn free tokens with each shipping label you book. Use the Marketplace to sell your animals and supplies and maximize your exposure with a platinum ad that also gets fed to the Reptile Report and our powerful Marketplace Facebook page. Buying or selling? Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates. ShipYourReptiles.com can also supply you with the materials needed to safely ship your animals successfully. Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates, the materials needed to ship your reptiles successfully, live customer support, and our live, on-time arrival insurance program. We got you covered. Visit TheReptileReport.com to learn or share about the animals. Click on the link to the marketplace, find that perfect pet or breeder, then visit ShipYourReptiles.com to ship that animal anywhere in the United States. We are your one-stop shop for everything reptile-related. can hear me pre-show. I don't know what was up with that, but... Uh... You're, you're, like, moving around and breathing, and I'm like, oh, God. We're, oh, God. <laughs> uh, 
apparently our mute on our show thing doesn't work. Um, I don't know. Okay, fair enough. It's not, anyway. me, it's not me this time. It's not me this time. Uh, well, that, that, no. felt, that felt really good, didn't it? <laughs> it did. It's so good. Uh, so we're back from Carpet Fest, Southern Carpet Fest. And partially alive. Yeah. Somewhat alive, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we we survived. Yes. So tonight we're gonna be talking about uh, you know, it's just the Eric and uh Owen show and um we're just gonna be uh talking about things uh since the past couple weeks. Uh we really haven't had much time to talk about what's going on. Um our trip to Nerd, um right. you know, the the Southern Carpet Fest, what's going on with our our season, uh, all kinds right. of crazy stuff. And then I'm just going to throw out various words throughout the show to see if Owen responds to them. Uh, so stay tuned for that. <laughs> just random little because words. Because you know there are things that I can't respond to because we're in a public <laughs> arena, but I really want to. So uh, good yeah. job. And ah, that is nice. So yes, uh, Carpet Fest, man. What'd you think? It's your first time, the Southern Carpet Fest. What, what? Well, you know, first off, you know, you you and I get we're, we're getting ready to go, and we're at your place, and your wife comes around the corner, and it's like, oh, there's a fire on like the runway in Philly, <laughs> so like they stopped <laughs> flying all place. So I'm like, and it begins. So it's like automatically right off the bat, it's like here we go. Luckily, they had that all cleared up by the time we got to Philly International. Uh, and, and it really went smooth getting to uh, the gate, getting ready to roll. Um, and then, uh, you know, to the point where you and I are, like, sitting at the gate for the plane looking at fauna and talking about snakes we want to buy. Uh, but then, like, you know, getting there was awesome. The plane ride was not at that horrible. But, you know, still pretty... No, dude, it was horrible. (laughs) It was horrible. (laughs) Don't ever fly Spirit. They suck. Don't ever do it. Oh, my God. You couldn't reach the air vents because of where (laughs) they put them. (laughs) Yeah, that was a funny picture. That Uh, was hilarious. I I, I I really couldn't reach them. I could have reached them. Like, where they put those air vents, they moved them so far over... I don't think I could have reached them. So it was, oh, and it was bumpy as hell, and the seats were kind of crammed a little bit more than usual. I was talking to Rob. I was talking to Rob earlier, and he was telling me that, when I was telling him about the whole spirit flight, telling me that, um, so... If you can fit, I'm just going to throw a number. Say you can fit 150 seats on um, a regular airline, like if you were flying Southwest or something like that. Um, yeah. Spirit has like 162. <laughs> so they, they crammed like... <laughs> they, they took every single fucking inch away, didn't they? Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. So next year, no Spirit, that's for sure. No Spirit. Uh, but it's funny because we're about to board, and I sent a picture of the gate, and my one friend Amy was like, "The seats suck," and I'm like, "Uh oh." So it's like maybe this isn't good. So <laughs> yeah, but yeah, and they were uh, trying to get us to sign up for credit cards, and 
They wouldn't give us even a free bag of peanuts. So it was just a yeah. bad trip. Bad yeah. trip. Um, there. Uh, through a hailstorm. <laughs> oh, yeah, so we're, we're arriving in Texas, and it's hailing and, like, raining sideways. Bill picks us up, and it's, like, monsooning. Uh, and But then it was, like, at 20 minutes later, it was nothing but, like, clear skies. So, like, Texas weather couldn't make up its mind. When we got there, uh, and then we're pulling into Bill's uh, town or his block, and I, and I said, which bank do you <laughs> live in, Bill? Because yeah. the houses are huge and gorgeous, and they look like banks. So we got the bills, and, of course, he's immediately throwing beers at us. And we kind of take the tour, and, you know, we check out his snake rooms, plural, because there's two. Uh, and then we just hung out by the pool, smoked cigars, and... Uh, oh, we went to the uh, restaurant with the uh, waitresses in the uniforms that I like. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't have that in Philly, but uh, that was quite, no, no, quite that, nice. Yeah, um, yeah good food and good eye candy. Anyway, so <laughs> fried okra. Who knew? You know, I, who knew? It's, oh, probably there are probably a bunch of people screaming at the radio, going, "We knew, you idiot." Northern boys, but yeah, it was uh, fried okra and uh, brisket, and that was just delicious. And yeah. then you had the pulled pork and stuff, so it was that was like that was awesome. And then we just hung out till like three in the morning, swapping reptile stories of like I think we, I think the topics were like escapees, and that led into like bite wounds, and then that led into you know what mammals have like made a chew toy out of Owen, um, which just led into other stuff like that. So it was, uh, it was cool. I like, I enjoy that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, so that was, that was day one and that was, that was awesome. And then of yeah. course we wake up. Good. No, no, no. Go ahead. Oh, I mean, we wake up day two and we're off to the races. I mean, we're, we were relaxing for a while, but then we started helping Bill set up and ready. By I say help, we I mean we pointed to the guys who you know delivered the tables and told them where to put them. So, um, but yeah, and then they brought that huge uh, grill trailer up. Yeah, that was um, you know well. Hold on, let, let let me get my soapbox for a second and slide it over here so I can step up oh, on wait. it. And... <laughs> Are you ready? Um, yes. Take your time. Um, so, I mean, for me personally, these are the kind of things that as a keeper uh, or a breeder or a podcast uh, host or whatever, um, where you do this, um, you spend a huge amount of time um, on it. Um, yeah, and sometimes you can get burned out. You know, I mean, sometimes you can. I agree. You can you can get to a point where you're just like, oh man, you know, this is just it becomes it doesn't become fun anymore. And these type of events uh, are just the thing you need to recharge that battery to get you jazzed up to get you excited again. You know, um, to meet people and talk to people. Uh, you know, build new relationships. 
uh, strengthen old ones, uh, you know, and, you know, and just to get out there so people know your name and know what you're about. And, uh, you know, sometimes you talk snakes, sometimes you talk other things, then it turns back into snakes, then it's something else, then it's snakes again. And the next thing you know, like, yeah. you know, 12 hours has gone by and, and, you know, you're ready for 12 more hours and you feel excited about the hobby again that they're, you know, because it seems like when you look at Facebook, it's nothing but negative and you see the bad, right. and this guy's bad and he sold me this bad and, uh, you know, uh, this law's getting passed, it's bad. And it's not until you get to places like this where, you know, people are just hanging out and you realize that, you know what, this this hobby, this community is just made up of 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 people and that's what it is it's a community and you know that's the thing that attracted me to um morelia in the very very beginning man the very very beginning it was just about the people i mean you know i had two paths to choose i I could go the ball python route or i could have went the the carpet python route and i said you know what I, i said i really dig the way that these these people are over here in the carpet python world, the Morelia world, the Chondro world, they're they're about they're they they got each other's back. You know what I mean? Somebody's right. down on their luck. It just seems like today somebody does something bad and everybody's right away ready to kick them and beat them while they're down and not try to, you know, help them out or try to put them on the right track and you know, I don't know, man. It's it's just, you know, and 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 I mean not for nothing but you know, Bill's a guy that, you know, I, I look up to a lot. I think he's a super positive guy. Um, you know, he's 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 good to be around, man. He recharges you. He, he, he gets you excited. That passion is flowing. You know, he, he supercharges you. And, um, uh, you know, l- luckily he's opened his house to, uh, you know, just yeah. like you, Owen. He opened his house and let all these strangers come in and look at his snakes. And I was, you know, I was, <laughs> I was, I was awesome. forced to. I was forced to open my house. Yes. Bill volunteered, <laughs> so I was. There's, there's the two things right there. You made me do it. So um, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> the, but you know, but but you're right. And Bill and his wife are just far too positive of people that it, it, it's ridiculous. I mean, they were happy as clams just to have everybody over. Um, and, and they were, they are, they are. I swear to God, they're ninjas. Because you finish the Corona, you put it down, you reach for the bottle again, and it's a full Corona with a lime in it. And you don't know how the hell it got there and what happened to the other bottle. But it's just like, they're just like, you good? You good? Like, they're always just, boom, drinks. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm just going to keep drinking. <laughs> and yeah, uh, going to keep going. Yeah, but it was. It was awesome to to be there, and of course, Bill met us at the airport, and he was happy that we were there. And of course, you and I had already like at that point, at that point, you stepped off the train, off the plane, and you're like, I'm just tired already. So it was uh, one of those things where it, it, it kind of lifted you back up uh, just to have his positive outlook around, um, even though he kept trying to put Carpondros you know, off on me and <laughs> yeah, and ball pythons. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. And I got to give, I got to give props to my boy, Evan, Evan Browder, you know, I mean, he kind of took a page out of our book. Um, I know him and Bill and, 
You know, I mean, they just made it happen, man. And and yeah. and that's the shit that has to, you know, it's like you could talk about it to your blue in the face, but they just made it happen. Like, hey, we're going to, hey, look what these guys are doing up here in the Northeast. Let's do one down here. Boom. They did it. They made it happen. And here they are two years on doing it, man. So, and that's, um, and that's the problem is a lot of times you just hear more and more people <clears throat> planning and over planning. They never actually do anything. They just talk about it. Wouldn't it be cool if we did this. All of us swear we'll do it next. And then they never do it or they never schedule. It's like take the plunge and then see how it works out and then worry about the kinks as you go forward. The first right. carpet fest was not perfect. The second carpet fest was not perfect. I don't think anybody ate at the second carpet fest because everybody stared at a grill and didn't know what to do. So, <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> so we had to put in we had to put in we the rules like listen, <laughs> listen, you idiots, feed yourself. So it's like you know, uh, yeah, all that it, we had to quick. do that. Oh, it was oh, I was so mad, but um, because <laughs> kept getting complaints about food and it's like guys, come on. So it's one of those things where you got to just take the plunge and then work out the kinks as you go forward. Because I promise you, there will always be kinks. There'll always be something that gets slapped around and you can always get ideas from other people. Like you and I were looking for uh, our very own cornhole boards uh, this morning because we wanted to have, (laughs) (laughs) you wanted to have that, that bean bike game that Bill has at his house because that was just far too much fun. So uh, we're going to see what we can do with that. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, so this year they had shirts, which, uh, again, yeah. I give a shout-out to Austin, uh, Red Beard Reptiles. Um, you know, again, another guy um, that, you know, I could talk to that dude forever. You know what I mean? He's yeah. super passionate. I like people that are passionate because they make me passionate. Um, I keep saying that word, I know, but like I said, when – when you go and you, you do the, I, everybody's gonna be drunk by the end of the show. But uh, you know, he did are an awesome, they drinking right now? <laughs> yeah, they did an awesome. Whenever it's me and you, man, people drink. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he did an awesome job on the t-shirt. Um, yeah, and it was uh, it was it was awesome. Um, but uh, no, I mean, you know. It cracks me up. So people will go and they'll travel to reptile shows. Uh, people will go and they'll, you know, Tinley Park here, there, everywhere. But, you know, these kind of things sometimes get overlooked. You know, sometimes I get it. Shit happens. You know, life happens and stuff gets in the way. But I'm telling you, man, if it's it, it costs us, what, maybe what, 300 bucks to, to get tickets down there? If that, I don't, I don't yeah, even remember. If that, I, I think it was, I think it was like two something each. If that. Yeah. So, so all yeah, said and done, it wasn't wasn't that yeah, much. Not, so I so I didn't go out and buy a pair of Cali Kings. All right, <laughs> congratulations! I can go to Texas now. So yeah, but it's, I mean, at the end of the day, I think that you'll you'll gain more from going to an event like this than you ever would, you know, going to a reptile show or something like that. You know, and and yeah. I know it's called Carpet Fest. You know, it's called Carpet Fest because personally, we're all kind of uh, have, love carpet pythons. But really, it's it's a reptile fest. It's it's just a bunch of reptile nerds getting together and hanging out and talking talking about you know what what they like, what they don't like, what was your success, what was what 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 do you have a question about? You know, like um, you know, 
just talking to people and getting different ideas about things. Um, I don't know, man. It, it It's just a really good thing to do. I wish more, more people did it, you know? I, I really do. Yeah. But uh, yeah. we also have to give a shout-out to uh, Matt Morris and uh, Shane. Yeah. Um, I think his last name was Dobson. Um, they hooked okay. that up with the food, man. I mean, those guys yeah. worked all day Saturday, um, sweating their ass off. Uh, they you were know. prepping shit on Friday to get ready for cooking all day Saturday. So they were they were getting ready to roll with that thing. And like I said, they brought this huge trailer that you would see that would be probably be at home at a, you know, tailgating for the Texas Longhorns is what I think it was for. And, and, and it's just a huge barbecue thing. And they were talking to us how they have to smoke it and they have to use a certain type of wood because the guy who owns it wants to keep the same kind of flavor in the thing. And it's gotten this use of it and it kind of has this wonderful crust. And it was, oh, it was just listening to them talk about the, uh, how they were going to run the thing. It was awesome. So, and the food was delicious. Um, yeah, yeah, it was on point. Um, yeah, so. I, had, I had far too many margaritas by the time I actually decided to eat. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Margar- but, but it Margar- penetrated that. And, yeah, margarita mixed with whatever else the hell. So, so, what was funny about that is is that you were saying about how at every turn we're drinking beers and, you know, our, we're never yes. without a beer and, um, yes. you know, I, I think I probably drank maybe, what, four, four or five, maybe six uh, Coronas. And I wasn't yes. feeling anything. I drank one, <laughs> one, one margarita, and I was like, oh, man, floored. Everything's uh, fuzzy. Yeah. Oh, God, <laughs> that happened fast. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I kept, uh, I kept drinking the margaritas, and I ended up just telling Alexis, I said, listen, if I'm floating face down in that pool, somebody come get me. So I feel like everybody keep checking the pool every once in a while to make sure Owen's not dead in it. So it, but they were strong margaritas and we kept drinking them, which means we're gluttons for punishment. So <laughs> Yeah, it was a good time. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there were the, the you know, uh, uh, here's an example of what I'm talking about. Okay. So we've had Matt Morris on the show. Um, yes. for all the, for people that don't know Matt, um, for, for his, his, uh, specialty is, uh, high yellow chondros. Um, he, um, he also wrote like the, uh, what would you call it? Like the, uh, I guess it's like a keeper's guide over on the MVF to, uh, to chondros. Um, him yes. and Dave Newman did it. What an awesome dude. And we've talked to him on the show. And I've talked to him yeah. via text message or PMs or whatever, and I really felt like I got to know him on that on the weekend. You know, we talked about Alterna. Yeah. You know, we talked about lineage. You know, we we talked. Oh man, we must have talked for about a good half hour about how we felt that. You know, he was. Uh, you know, my thing was is that like a section of. Uh, history of Morelia is going to be missing because the forum and, you know, my whole stance on that. And he was saying about yes, we how, do. <laughs> he was saying about how like, you know, uh, you know, uh, disc, uh, hard drives crash and uh, this information gets Laptops lost, and, and, get you know, or whatever. Yeah. 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 And like um, he was, we were talking about um, some Contra lineages and he was telling me about how Greg Maxwell, uh, for people that don't know, Greg Maxwell, had 
he had an awesome site, man. As far as websites yeah. go, back in the day when it was Condros, he he was he was top notch, man. And uh, you would go to a site, and he had how to build cages and all the lineage of his animals, and you know what right. bearings he was doing, et cetera, et cetera. How to take care of them, you know. It was it was pretty 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 extensive site, and he sold his collection, and yeah. The guy that had it then sold it again, and now you know all that all that information is kind of you know you have to go and, and hunt it back down and hope that somebody has it somewhere because uh, you know it's it's it, other if not it's lost you know so yeah and, and he was, Bill was saying that a lot of times on the MBF Facebook page a lot of the questions are hey need lineage information for this animal or hey I need picture of this guy's sire. And it's a lot of that stuff, and a lot of, and and you just hope that someone has that information for you. A lot of times, he says, or more often than not, somebody does step forward with that information. But it's very easy that all of that could get lost real quick. And these people who are either just getting into it, or who are just purchasing animals and want to build a solid lineage book, will never get all the information. Yeah, and it was cool. So, um, uh, you know, I was telling him about how, like, a lot of my lineage, I went back on MP and basically tracked down, um, you know, information. And I think, I think even, um, you know, uh, Michael Pinnell, uh, one of the clutches that he did, he didn't have the pictures of the parents, and uh, yeah. well, the pictures of the of the grandparent, you know, like the grandparents. And um, we tracked it down on MP, and we were able to get it. And you know that yeah. was if there was no MP, we would never would have found it on Facebook, you know. And then also at the same time, we were talking about how you know the positive side of Facebook is like you know I was telling about how I talk to all the Australian uh, herpers all the time, and uh, probably wouldn't wouldn't have that same kind of. Um, you know, accessibility to feel, those guys, yeah. uh, you know, halfway around the world. And, um, you know, so, so it's, it's pros and it's cons. So it's like, you know, I, I was telling them, I was like, I wish there was a way that you could get a forum to have that Facebook feel. But, you know, probably the, the problem is, is that, you know, you won't have that many, the same amount of people on it. He, he at the mm-hmm. same time, he was saying that, um, there, I, I can't remember who it was, but there was somebody that he was, uh, trying to get information about a pairing or some lineage or whatnot. And he actually did end up finding them on Facebook. So, you know, it's got its good and its bad. And, uh, you know, we were kind of back and forth and talking about it. And you love hate. Yeah. Know. It, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. But, uh, uh, and of course, you know, he liked Alterna and, you know how, you know, we, <laughs> it's funny before we were coming down, like you were saying earlier, yeah. we're both, we both have our phones in our hands and we're flipping through fawn and we're like, Oh, that's a pretty cool species. Oh, that's a pretty cool. Oh, I like species. that. That's nice. You should buy that. No, you should buy that one. I got to save up money for this. Yeah. And then it's like, nothing was purchased, but it was. And then I think it kept telling bill the rule of me being a carpet fest is someone had to take my phone away from me. So I didn't order anything off fauna and, you know, had like 200 house snakes delivered to my house later or something like that. But yeah, but you're right. But, Those uh, were some of the ones we were looking at. Yeah, Alterna is the is is one you know like you have uh, 
I think yours is the uh, what the hell are they called? The the ones that not the rhinos, but the uh, oh the Barons Racers. Yes, the Barons Racers. Yes. Uh, the you know, bl- alternative the for blue people. ones. I yeah. want the blue ones. Before everybody and their sister emails me pictures of their green ones, I want the blue ones. <laughs> you have those. Go ahead. Yeah. So, so it's um, but it's one of those things where it was uh, the, that that's it for you. The uh, that was those are one of one. Those are some of the ones you're hardcore kind of hunting or looking into or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely a species that uh, I could see myself getting into for sure uh, at some point yeah. down the road. But uh, but yeah, and then the actual Carpet Fest, I want to say, what, maybe 80 people, 80, maybe 100? I don't know. It was There was quite a bit. I don't know. Maybe 80 people uh, in yeah, and out. Getting... Um, yeah. Uh, I was excited to finally meet uh, Sean Christian. Um, yeah. It was awesome to get to talk to him. Um, you know, another guy, uh, awesome guy. I really, I just like his approach to the hobby. Um, he's, he's a no nonsense guy. Just, you know, he says how he feels and, um, you know, I, for those people that don't know, cause Sean's kind of been laying low, uh, the past couple of years, he's, um, uh, uh, the, the owner of MP. Um, so, to to talk to somebody on the internet for, gosh, this is since 2008, and yeah. <laughs> finally meet them in 2016, that's pretty cool. You know, I I, yeah. I was pretty excited. So it was very cool. And then, uh, um, we kind of met uh, that Terry uh, Burwell. Um, who, yeah, another awesome who, guy. Yeah. He's coming at us with all these freaking like uh he he was the one with all the rat snakes and he's got the uh rough scale python adults so I got to like just sit down and geek out with him over those and then uh he's involved with a lot of the stuffs about the rattlesnake roundup which a lot of people down there are getting kind of involved with not not that he goes and does it like the stop the rattlesnake roundup where people go and try to like crucify this guy. Um, it's, he, he's trying to stop them. He does not participate. So they're trying to do this other kind of a roundup with, uh, I think it said his wife was involved in it too, about like education, not erratic, like not eradicating them. So it was awesome to talk to him about that kind of stuff. Cause I know you and I had bounced a few things off each other about that earlier this year, because we want to try to do like some kind of fundraiser for them. So it was really cool to talk to him about that stuff. So we just keep we kept running into cool people. Um, yeah, there's yeah, a cool I, picture of uh, me, you, Austin, and Terry just sitting around a table, and that conversation that was at the end of the night, like after we were done eating, was uh, yeah, was probably one of my favorites of the of the weekend. You know, we we were talking uh, pretty intense there, and uh, <clears throat> it was awesome. Yeah, it was uh, it was very cool. Um, so it, it was just like I absolutely loved the entire carpet fest. It was a lot of fun, and uh, you know, Bill knows how to throw a party. Uh, Ari, Ari was there. We were talking with Ari uh, about his new book and a few other things, and other things that I won't go into because we want to have Ari come on and talk to us about them on here. 
Oh yeah. So, well, that's a, yeah. yeah. You bring up a good point. Like that's another thing. Like things that yeah. like. Uh, if you meet somebody or on a forum or on Facebook, they might not be able to tell you things and like, you know, because they don't want it public. But then, you know, you meet somebody on face to face and they might, you know, tell you a few things that are kind of only black people know now. Um, Dude, I, I can't wait for his new book now just for that. I want to uh, know <laughs> what the hell's going on. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, Another uh, another guy like I I I'll let him tell it, but um, basically uh, a cassowary and going to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you'll have to tune in to that episode. But my yes. God, that uh, was oh. Let's just say did. don't go to the bathroom in Papua New Guinea uh, yeah. when cassowaries are around because it might be trouble. It's like Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, and then I'll have to also, I have to also get him to tell the story of uh, of uh, when he uh, he got sick in the middle of the night. <laughs> he told us that story already on air. That's in one oh, of the other back episodes. Yeah, if you don't know the story that Eric is talking about, you need to go back and listen to some of the uh, Ari one of the, one of the Ari episodes where we had him on. Because he told us that story, because I remember that story, and it was hilarious. So, yeah. You yeah. know, um, there was another guy, you know, again, another guy that I know from Facebook and just, you know, different things was uh, Jason Brumley. Um, and yes. I, I had no idea. I don't know how, I don't know, but he's like uh, one of the admins over at the Bush League. And, uh, you know, again, you just learn all these different things about people, and uh, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's the pick. Over in the NPR. There we yeah. go. Yeah. Oh. See, Eric is talking so fast, his hands are blurred. So <laughs> you know he's imparting some crazy-ass passion knowledge no, that's on the passion, three of us. Man. That is yeah, passion. Yeah, right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that was my uh, – when I, they were, we were talking about uh, – we were talking about something – and I was like, my phrase of the night was, you know, I just like let it happen, man. Jesus, take the wheel. It is what it is. <laughs> you said you were doing something, and you're like, I just kind of, I kind of feel the energy, the surge. I'm like the passion. You're like, I was trying not to use that word. I'm like, yes, I'm telling you, it's okay. Yeah. So yeah, it was like there was there were certain moments where you're trying not to use the word passion, and I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's, scales, that's just what rough what. <laughs> what? What? I just randomly say rough scales and see if you stop and get your attention. Hey, hey! Apparently, that, it that'll work every time. Yeah. I, we were clean, we were cleaning Bill's room, and he's like, "Oh, and the rough scales are clean." I'm like, "I'll check them for you." And I opened up all the roughy drawers, and he goes, "Okay." And then halfway through cleaning, and I'm like, "Oh wait, the roughies might need to be changed again." I opened up all the drawers, so you know, I kept going back to the rough scales because his. Uh, are siblings to my female, and they're all the same size, his, his and mine. And but just looking at him, his male has more dark brown on his head. His one girl has a little bit brighter cream color. So like just by analyzing these like four snakes that should all freaking look the same to anybody else, I was like just having way too much fun. And then uh, everybody kept trying to pull out ball pythons and saying, listen, 
you can't tell me this thing doesn't look good. I'm like, it doesn't look good. Why do you guys keep making me tell you these things? So, you know, that was the fun part. And Bill got me to admit that one looked kind of awesome, really cool. So, yeah, but just, we won't get into that. Yeah, yeah, I just threw a link up in the uh, in the chat room, and um, basically it's just a whole bunch of pictures from the weekend. What the yeah. hell are you doing again, man? Nothing. I'm not doing anything. I'm just sitting here. That's a lie. Right. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I took a drink. I apologize. I Damn now it. go thirsty. Mute your mic if you're going to drink. Christ. I'm not going to do it. Listen, you all listen to me. Drink. Uh, this is a professional. See, now, now you, now you um, upset me. So now we're gonna do this. Keep, keep, keep talking. I'm, I'm done speaking to you. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, yep. So uh, I thought it was pretty funny that the Carpondra shit on you. Uh, that was uh, that was funny. <laughs> that was classic, for sure. That was classic. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, Bill has a collection that's. Um, it does, he does he does have quite a number of animals, but he has he a does. collection that is um, it's I, I, I guess for lack of a well I guess yeah it's it's high like all of his animals are top notch so it's high end man he and he's very I guess he's very particular there's definitely no low level animals there because um, he's a lot of open cages it's like you almost think that half the reptile people in the world would look at Bill's room and be like, why is it so empty? But it, it really isn't. He's got, he doesn't have every single tub filled and I don't think he cares. So, you know, and he's got his room and then he has the quarantine slash spillover room and it's not even filled up there either. So then I think he's perfectly fine with it. And each one of his animals is gorgeous and interesting. Uh, he let me hold the, uh, Harpandro that's like blue, gray, green with a white belly, which just looks freaky. And that's the one that attempted to like just shit all over me. Um, but, you know, I, I managed to hold him over Bill's plants. So he fertilized the garden. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's great. But uh, I mean, overall, again, just an awesome time. Um, there's There's more Carpet Fest coming up. Um, you know, <clears throat> you got we're, we're we're the next one up. Well, no, actually, we're not the next one up. It's uh, Southwest Carpet Fest. Is we get beat by one day by Southwest <laughs> Carpet Fest. Yeah. God damn it. Um, yeah. And then it's us Northeast, um, which I think you know is going to be a blast. We got some awesome people it coming. Uh, Jeff Back is coming up from Texas. He's coming up to join us yeah. and hang out. We got to get him he some cheesesteaks, and uh, you know. Yeah, he was talking to me. He's like, he's like, I really want to come up, but I don't really, you know. It's, it's, I'm like, if you don't mind sleeping on a cold ass floor, some random place in my house, you can crash someplace. It's fine, you know. He goes, I'm used to sleeping on floors. I'm like, all right, so whatever. He can. I'm done with guest accommodations. If you guys fall down someplace, I won't kick you out till the next morning. So. <laughs> Sunday morning, I will have zero here, and he'll he'll get shit moving. But it's it was just fun to meet him because, of course, we've seen him online and various other places. And now he's coming up for Northeast because he wanted to really wanted to come. 
And it, it's it's I would I love it when people travel to different ones. I know Howard went out to uh, Northwest once. I know you've gone to a few. Um, I know you're trying to work out if you and I can go to another carpet fest. Uh, it just depends on timing and you know money. Uh, yeah. And I would really love to start seeing them go more and more. And it, it really doesn't take a lot to do a carpet fest. Hint, you Australian people. Um, and I would love to see more. The more ultimate carpet, carpet fest. fest. I, like you got, you're killing me. I love That's it because I, I think they had like they had like some kind of barbecue thing, and they're all standing there in our carpet fest t-shirts. Like, just call it a damn carpet fest so I can die happy. So you know, it's, I'm waiting for. I want international carpet fest. I want more carpet fest in the United States, and, and I want them to get bigger and better every year. And I love the fact that. Uh, the Southern Carpet Fest is really starting to kick off and become a yearly thing. Cause I mean, they're on two years. We're on five years. Uh, I think North, uh, the Northwest would be on what, three years. Cause they started a year yeah. after us or they close to four. So, and then, uh, Southwest their their second year, uh, as well. So yeah, I, I, I want more. I want as many as we can get. And I promise I will send Eric to almost all of them. Um, <laughs> no problem. Can you imagine if you were going to go to, like, Southwest and then, like, come back for the Northeast? Like, we'd fly you out, you'd spend the day, get on a plane, land here, and then do another carpet fest? If it was my job and I made money from this podcast, yeah, I'd do it. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> <So it's, laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, overall, just an awesome time. I can't thank everybody down there enough, especially Bill and his yeah. wife for uh, for opening up his uh, his home to us and uh, letting us hang out. <clears throat> you know, yeah, it's really good us a place to crash. Yeah, <laughs> and, and in my case, really really crash like burning and crashing crashing and burning so so everyone knows this let's go into it i might as well do it so the first night we're drinking and bill opens up the humidor which has all the cigars in it and he's like oh yeah so he's handing them out and owen has an immense soft spot for a really nice cigar i don't smoke regularly i don't you know, smoke cigarettes or smoke even pot on a regular, but they just, the cigar, a really nice cigar every once in a while was great. So we had the cigars Friday night, and I enjoyed the hell out of it. You know, it leaves a, you know, cigar taste in your mouth, but nothing bad happens. So the problem is is that I am 50-50 shot when it comes to cigars. Either I really enjoy myself or it makes me horribly ill. I don't know why, it just freaking does. So, Saturday night, Bill's handing out cigars again, and of course, I'm like, all right, well, your Friday worked out. Hedge my bets. I finished that cigar, and I thought I was going to either vomit and then pass out in Bill's driveway, or the other way around. So, I'm like, I need to relax. I need to go sit down, I need to lay down, and the only thing ticking in my head was this is what he wants. Eric wants me weakened and laying down. This is when, like, he's going to shave my eyebrow off or something like that. So 
I end up going upstairs to the room that Bill's letting me use and just thinking, all right, I'll just sit down, I'll relax, I'll drink some water, I'll be good. Three hours later, I wake up on the bed going, what the hell just happened? And that's when I'm discovered, and Bill comes in, uh, and Austin comes in, they're like, you, got, are you still alive? I'm like, I'm good. I'm fine. What time is it? It's like one in the morning, something like that. So I did make a reinsurgence, but that cigar knocked me out, dude. That was horrible. So no more cigars for Owen for a while. <laughs> but it was kind of funny. But I like I missed everybody like left. I'm like I'm walking downstairs and like we're already down to like the last couple people standing. I'm the only one still kind of sitting upright. So and Bill, who's a doctor, is like you just got to drink through it. I'm like I can't keep drinking through it. It's gonna kill me. So you know, <laughs> he's yeah, like, you water. Gotta, you gotta drink you gotta, water. I'm like oh. <laughs> you got to push through the pain, man. You got to push through the pain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, you know. <laughs> you were inhaling that cigar. cigar like it was a joint, man. It's not a joint. It's a it cigar. Was... <laughs> I know it's not a joint. I'm not a smoking cigar. Shut up. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, man. So, um, yeah, overall, but again. I, I, I did successfully stay away from you, so it was good. I was I was concerned. Of what, like, just how you locked yourself in the car over concern of what might happen. I see here's uh, the barricaded myself in a bedroom. Yeah, here's the difference. I would not do anything, just the threat of you thinking that I would do something <laughs> is joy enough. Is enough I don't even you? have to do yeah, anything, I, you know. See, yeah, it's I'd, like, fo- I'd follow through. Yeah, yeah I, I'd, you, I'd make you, you go to work through. with one eyebrow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said I was going to shave your head. And the side of your face, like oh, the man, like oh, the guy from my, the last oh, man on head. earth. <laughs> yep, I'd be uh, missing gotta... half a goatee, one eyebrow, and half my head. Yep. So that yeah, would have been awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, I I I had a great time. It was a great great time. It was so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, let's see, what else do I have on my list here? Anything else uh, about the weekend you wanted to hit on? Uh, no, I mean, we're just kind of thinking about, like, uh, I, I did take away a few things from Bill's, from Southern Carpet Fest to try to add to Northeast Carpet Fest, and first one was a margarita machine, because that worked out fantastic, and, um, got everybody very drunk very quickly, so, um, that was cool, and then, of course, it's like something we never even thought of, is, um, just, Yard games, like, you know, uh, Bill had that uh, cornhole game, and that's just, like, was perfect. People kept playing that all day, and it's like, well, shit. My, I live on a damn hill, but my front yard's flat as hell, so why not? So uh, thinking about that stuff. So it's really cool also if you've been to other Carpet Fest to go see the other ones to just see how they do it, see how it goes. Um, they don't really do a potluck kind of thing. They just do name tags, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, what, what did your names? What did your name tag say? Eric, A.K. the Hobbit. Yeah, the Hobbit. <laughs> right. I was yeah. Mark O'Shea for the day. So, but yeah, name tags might be a good idea. We might do that. Ours won't yeah. be as cool as yours with like you know the logos and such. 
I might get masking tape and a marker. But yeah, I, I thought that was a that was a cool cool idea. Um, yeah. This is what I'm going to put what I wanted to do to you in the chat. <laughs> okay, is that what, is, there it is. Yep, right uh, there. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's what had Owen so terrified that he like just barricaded himself in a room. So, yep. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> uh, so, <clears throat> see, see, there you go, right there. It wouldn't have been you. It wouldn't have been you that did it. You'd be like, "This is what I really wanted to do to Owen," and then Bill would have done it. <laughs> see, look right there. There would have, there would have been others uh, that would have done it for you. Yes, <laughs> I wasn't just hiding from you. So yeah. Uh but anyway, yeah. Uh, again, I can't thank Bill enough, and um, yeah. everybody that uh, helped out, Evan, Austin. Um, you know, you know what's the funny thing? We went down there, and I got bit by a ball python. Of all things, <laughs> they're supposed to be it, the I, beginner <laughs> snake. And you know? I told you, I'm like, Bullshit. did you shove your finger in his mouth here? It's like, how did you do this? So. All right, you got bit by a ball python. I got shit on by a carpondro. You know, it's okay. Yeah, it was a good times. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, um, I don't know what else is going on. How how was uh, how's uh, how's your your clutch that hatched out? How's that doing? Oh, the the jags are doing great. Everybody's blue. Like we're we're running right into the first sheds. Um, I did sex them. I have three girls and a boy, and they're all mine. They're all mine, all mine. Because, okay. unfortunately, is that their father passed while they were in eggs, and the only boy out of the entire clutch looks like the spitting image of Echo. So it's like, I'm done. Done. He's mine, and I might not even let any of the girls go. So... You guys can all look at pictures when I decide to post them. Until then, this clutch doesn't exist to the outside world. It's mine. So, and you and I were talking a lot more about how I should really hold back more. And, of course, you're the king of that. So, <laughs> that's that, um, Yeah. And uh, and I have another clutch that's fresh on the heels, dude. Um, Super Caramels, uh, their day 60 is the 14th. So... And they're beginning to, like, crinkle up, and the boxes are starting to sweat. So I don't think they're even going to make it to day 60. I think we're going to be out way sooner. So that could happen pretty soon, which would be awesome. I'm looking forward to Super Caramels uh, and Super Caramel Jags. And then the White Lip keeps throwing me for a freaking loop. Her and a few other animals in the room right now. Um, My high-contrast Queensland female i'm pretty sure is gravid uh my coastal female that are bred to a balin tiger uh, that are bred to the male on loan for balin she's probably gravid and then the gold-faced white-lipped female just shed and looks huge so i'm not going to say the words because i don't want to jinx anything but I'm very much interested in what's going on there. So hopefully we get something. Huh. But it's funny well, because I did out the ca- I did out the calendars 
And it's like I can expect eggs. Like the eggs might be being laid at carpenters. Like you know, we were cleaning the bins, and we found that one ball python that was dropping eggs at Bill's house. Oh yeah, yeah, Which that, is that pretty could cool. be freaking happening here. That's awesome, by the way. Um, that could be freaking happening here around Carpet Fest. So, hopefully, fingers crossed, we got some good news coming. Oh, and the um, the female Maclots python is hugging the water bowl real tight. She's on loan from Eric Kohler, but I don't know what she's doing because I didn't ever see them locked up. So, maybe? So, it's kind of like you get you come back from Carpet Fest feeling a little bit rejuvenated and kind of you know, looking at the collection, and I, I, I've lost uh, one or two animals this year through, you know, various things. I think I had an impaction, a fungal infection, I had an RI, and it's just bad luck of what we do with the animals. And now, you know, you come back, you're feeling good, and things are kind of starting to look up here. So hopefully we start getting some eggs in the ground and get some really cool stuff. So... And yeah, I talked up White Lips so badly at Carpet Fest that I think <laughs> I have to try everybody convinced that they want White Lips. Yeah, you everybody. absolutely did. Um, yeah, I forgot to mention the rhinos. Uh, that was the one thing that's kind of sealed the deal for me uh, this weekend. They need no introduction. That I definitely wanted to get a pair of those those guys um, for sure. That was um, – and you know what? Nice. I need some more chondros, man. <laughs> I do too. What was that? Oh, that. Oh, that. If I could have, if we could have knocked Bill on the head and taken a chondro, just one chondro. I mean, the one, the red one with the blue and the yellow. That little guy. Oh, he was gorgeous. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. I'd be so afraid I'd break him though. Like, I mean, like I, I'd bring him home and be like, he's far too pretty, and I'd have to mail him back to Bill, just because I wouldn't trust myself with him. But he was. Gorgeous, and I've said this a million times. If they just say, if they would just say freaking red, I would have twenty of them. I love <laughs> red chondros. I do. I don't know why, but I love big red chondros. Like if, if that guy, if that baby boy, or what, I think he's about probably like a year or so old, if he could just mm-hmm. stop changing color and just get bigger, I'd be done. Bill would have all my money, all of it. So. <laughs> Yeah, red. Oh, red he, had, he had hatchlings too. I mean, you forget how tiny chondro hatchlings are. I mean, Jesus Christ, it's a baby corn snake on a stick. Four yeah, days they old. Really, yeah, they they really are tiny for sure. Um, uh, funny thing before before I'd say some stuff about what's going on with me, my season. Um, yeah. Last night I um, I headed over to uh, to Matt's house. Uh, Matt Philly Hurt, Matt Minitola. Um mm-hmm. and I, I was picking up a jungle that he picked up um, for me uh, that I got in, in a trade, and um, he, uh, uh, I stopped in and he was showing me some of his Borneo clutch. You know, I mean, I know he sent pictures to us. Um, oh, the you know, crazy the one. Past couple weeks, but dude, yeah. oh my god. Yeah. And you remember that crazy whacked out looking marble one that he had and that like yes. everybody was going crazy over? Well, he kind of has something like that that he did, but it's not even marble in the clutch. I mean, marble in the in the in the jeans, you know. So it's like these kind of popped out. And then he had these other ones. It's like 
the kind that I like, like that that Burmese pattern type of look to it. And, right. Oh man, they were just wicked, man. Just well, wicked. See, that. What the hell was the almost all patternless ones with like a patterned head and like a few dots on the body? Those are the oh, super ocelots, right? I mean, like Jesus Christ. Yeah, if, I'm telling you, man. If you get a chance, go over and check out Philly Herp on his um uh, his, Facebook his Facebook page. page. And if yeah. you're not, if you uh, if you haven't given it a like, give it a like because he's posting up there pictures of these animals all the time. And dude, I'm telling you, they were freaking sick. It's crazy how nice they are. you imagine what that one's going to look like as an adult? Like a big-ass display? Like just a patternless Dude, I can't. thing with I a couldn't. couple dots? <laughs> I can't. Yeah. yeah, we're just going to have to crazy. wait. Yeah. yeah. It means you've got to stay friends with Matt <laughs> until the thing grows up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, we were looking at – he had, like, he had a bunch bunch of clutches in the incubator. Um, yeah, and, it was, and the retakes it was, and the chondros, and Matt's breeding everything. <laughs> yeah, so uh, he had uh, um, he had reta- uh, no, uh, Borneo and blood eggs in the incubator, but on top of the, you know, up on the top shelf, he had chondro eggs, and I couldn't believe yeah. the difference in size between the two, man. It was nuts. Um, you know, it's like a, a Borneo egg is like as big as my hand. And then, well, you know, like it could fit in my hand, you know, and then like a chondro egg is like the size of like, I look like a marble. It was crazy. Yeah, it's, it's almost like me standing next to Dave Perlich, you know, Dang, uh, <laughs> yeah. which that was another funny thing. Dave Perlich is like, Eric's taller than I thought he'd be. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> I have yeah. the world convinced you're like two feet tall. I love it. So yeah. It's pretty funny. And that I'm like eight feet tall. So, but it's it, it, what Matt could do, and I think it would be awesome. He has like a retic egg, then he could have like a Borneo egg, and then he could have like a freaking green tree python egg, and like all mixed to each other, and just like have huge, medium, small. So, and it's just awesome that he's got all these babies, and he's got all these crazy, cool looking ones, too. Even the retics, even some of his retics are cool, and you know how I feel about retics. Yeah, he he was showing me some world firsts uh that he hatched out and uh you know, pretty 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 wild stuff, man. Pretty cool stuff that he's got going on. Definitely uh definitely somebody that uh I look up to in the uh in the hurt world for sure. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, it was cool. Well, I always if, like going over and checking out his his stuff. Uh Yeah, if we're if we're talking about going over and checking out collections, I mean, I went over to your place and checked out your stuff. And ah. <laughs> got to see, got to see the babies, uh, the tiger head albinos. Yes, yes, um, yes. So, yeah, with those, um, what was weird with this clutch in particular is the same same pairing, but yeah. uh, striping wasn't as prominent as it was last the last. Two, no, you last you, year you had some good ones. You had some really good ones. Yeah, and I'm def- not gonna knock. Them. Yeah, I'm not going to knock anybody until after sheds at all because, you know, freaking no, because they're all tiny and gray right now. But, you know, yeah, I think you're going to get a lot more stripes last time. Yeah, I'm going to um, – sorry, I was getting um, – so You were reading again, weren't you? You were doing something no, else no, no. <laughs> instead of the show. No, 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 no. What no. I, That's okay. What I'm trying to do, and I just put it over in the chat, is – uh, on my website, what I have right. is um, 
So what I'm doing this year is that um, for each clutch that I have, um, you can go to this page on my website, and it'll show you um, the lineage, um, and then it'll show you the clutch hatching, and then it'll show you the entire clutch. And I'm going to do it uh, for the first three sheds, take some picks. Right. So um, you can check it out. Um, from that link that I sent over. I also put it up on my Facebook page, but they'll show you some of the things. So, like, a lot of them look like their mom, um, right. where they have striping at the front of of, of the body, uh, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, they get a little banded at the end. I think I'd be surprised to see what the next clutch of uh, uh, tigerhead albinos are like. Uh, some of them are going to be crazy with color for sure. Uh, yeah. Now, um, I had, I think I had a total of 13 hatched out. So four of the eggs didn't hatch out, um, which we were looking yeah. at. It was kind of like, huh, kind of weird why it didn't do yeah. that. But sometimes it happens. It is, it is. Um, like, you know, I had the, I had the dolphin head hatch out my clutch, which was just baby with barely any front jaw. It, it happens sometimes long-term or, 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 you know, end of term death, you know, fully formed babies. Sometimes they just don't make it out. And guess what? Not everybody's supposed to make it. Yeah. So, yeah. so I got them all set up. They're all, I didn't sex them yet because I sexed some of them, but then I don't know. They were, they were a little smaller than typically what I hatch out. They were at 20 grams. Some of them were at 21. Yeah. But for the most part, they're at 20, which typically yeah, um, they're bigger. Yeah, my guy was my guys are the same deal. It was I, I I don't know they were just smaller babies. But you're right. Normally I I would mine are about the same size of yours. So I don't know. Maybe it's just timing of the clutches because they were both kind of around the same time. Like you know yeah. uh, you know uh, laid and hatched the same time. So who knows? Yeah. So the um, what's weird. Uh, so okay, so before I left for Texas for Carpet Fest, um, yes. I had a girl. I think I talked about this a little bit on the show, maybe last week. May, yeah, I might have. I don't know, but I noticed that my Xanic girl, who I've tried to breed for what? She's a 2010. <laughs> I've been trying to breed her for the past two years, and, and not for whatever her like, you've been trying to breed her. Your albino boy to make double head snows, and I think yeah. you've been trying for about three years. And yeah, because year it's a long term like, project. It's like, oh it man. And it's like, and I love it because, or I don't love it. It's like, <laughs> well, kind of. Um, but you're opening the door every year, and you send me this picture every year of the two of them just like staring at you, like, what? And it's like, and I can just feel the rage through the phone of, will you two just do it? Like, do what you're supposed to do. Because the male, the albino males, like, both your boys are proven breeders. It's like, yeah, what's up here? <laughs> so, Actually, yeah. they're, yeah, they're both from Paul. Um, they're, they're his breeders that he had. Uh, so, yeah, both of them are proven. So it was weird that she didn't eat because she's always hungry. I mean, she's the same yes. snake that when I put in a male with her, originally I put in the albino jag, I think this was last year, um, she tried to eat him. <laughs> I had to take them to the bathtub, uh, you know, to pull them apart, and you know, shit, shit, shit. Uh, yeah, 
it was crazy. So, um, so she's never really refused food. And we're way out of the season of what typically would be any season that I've ever had as far as, um, you know, because so, so what was weird is, is that I noticed that, and I tried to feed her again a week later. And again, she refused food this last week. I said, man, that's really, really strange. So I decided to put the mail, a mail with her and sure enough, locked up. Well, when you came by to text, when we were leaving, you know, I asked you yep. to feel her, and she definitely is building uh, follicles. So today I go in, and she's wrapped around the water bowl, which is you know, oh shit, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, it was. Uh, so it's looking promising that maybe that clutch will happen. Um, at least, at least I see that now. I'm getting some action out of her. So even if for whatever reason she doesn't go the distance, at least now I know that you, you know feel a little not, bit better. Yeah. She's uh, not broken, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I'll put a picture of her. She was up in the uh, – where did I have her? Uh, yeah, there she is. She was just chilling uh, in the back of her cage. Yeah, water bowl. That's right, water. <laughs> water. That was the other weird thing. Was, oh, there was a restaurant, yeah. We're, I'm yeah, at the restaurant. Tell that, well, tell that story. First, I was on the plane, right? When we were yeah. on the plane, the guy comes by. No, no, no. The restaurant happened first because they didn't give you any yeah, water on the uh, way down. It was on the way up. It sucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm at the restaurant and the lady, the girls, uh, lady, the girls going around and she's asking everybody what they want to drink. And I said, I'll have some water. And she's like, huh? <laughs> she, she gives me the look and I'm like, at you like water. Like you were crazy. <laughs> yeah. She's like, what? Water. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, water. And yeah, it's a Philly thing. Um, and then everybody looked at you and went, you mean water? And we're like, yeah. no, we mean water. <laughs> so yeah. it's like. We didn't know that there was O's in that. Clearly there's A's Wait a minute. Water. Yeah. Water. Shut up. Um, you know what we want? Just bring it to us. So, so it was yeah. funny. I came home. I, I came home and I told my wife that story. She's cracking up. So my wife is uh, originally, she's from down south. So um, she says water. But she started working yeah. at Rita's. And Rita's is a water ice spot. Water ice. Yeah, Rita's so water ice. So you can't ice. say yeah. water ice. It doesn't sound right. You have to say I, water ice. You should tell your wife for one day just to say water ice at them and see how <laughs> many people look at her crazy. Like, yeah. I would have, like, I'll have the cherry water ice. You mean the water ice? And just have <laughs> how many people are, like, talking about lady. Like, I yeah. mean, that it would have been hilarious. So... So yeah, she, for the longest time she used to yell at me because I would say water, and she says no, it's not water, it's water. You can't, and I'm, you cannot no, beat that out of us. Yeah, it's not water. Worse. I can't do it. It's water. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I like when, when you when you get mad, your Philly accent comes out like full freaking bore. Like oh, I'm yeah. expecting you to like the next the next time you're when I expect when you're done yelling, you're gonna run up the art museum steps. But um, it's like Matt, Matt has it bad too. I slip in and out. So yeah, it's like it. it, it Got to understand where you're at. Philadelphia is water ice, and it's water, not water. So when we go places like down in Texas, we sound like morons. So it just kind of just go with it. But it was cracking up at you. Yeah, they they. They don't know. I'm going to show them what water 
ice is. <laughs> they don't, they don't Wait a minute. Know. They don't know what water ice is? No. I brought, That's I water brought ice. Them taste, I brought them tasty cakes and you yelled at me. I brought yeah. the wrong tasty cakes, apparently. I guess they don't know what water ice is. <laughs> I don't know what water ice is. What kind of shit is this? It's quite refreshing. <laughs> Uncivilized. I mean, Jesus Christ. It's basically it sugar and ice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, slushy? It's not a slushy. Slushies are different. <laughs> I think. No, it's a water ice. What the fuck is this? It's not it's a snow cone. No. Oh my I'm god. I'm talking to you people. The chat is on fire. Not shaved do. ice. Everything you're saying is wrong. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently we're Yankee bastards. All right. Well. All right. <laughs> Yeah, you uh, have water ice, and then you can make you can have custard and water ice, and it's delicious even further. So that would be a gelati. Go, it'd be a gelati. <laughs> so, yeah. Now they're gonna be like, "What so the hell's a gelati? What the hell's a gelati? It's the same damn thing we just showed you. Add custard. What's custard? Yeah. Soft serve ice cream. Jesus Christ. So, um, <laughs> so if you're uh, coming up here, the Philadelphia experiences is. We take you to get a cheesesteak, and then we take you to get water ice, all right? And, you have to and then we have to take you to Wawa. We don't let you have Wawa. It. And we take you to Wawa. So and we'll you give to you a silly soft pretzel. Then That's we'll right. look at that broken bell, and then you can run up the art museum steps. And we'll call it a goddamn day. Get on the plane. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I have a, I have a clutch um, that's sure. about to, uh, to hatch out. It's the... Um, uh, what do you call it? The uh, head albi- uh, albino to uh, ocelot jag. So hopefully some cool stuff comes out of that. I lost a couple of eggs along the way, uh, molded up. Um, so, but they're due on the fifth of May, so it should be any day now that they're uh, they're going to be popping out. Um, nice. So hopefully I hit those uh, double head for snow carpets this year. I would love to do that because that's. Uh, that's a long time coming, um, you know, a long-term project for sure. Um, you know, what's that? Another three years, I'd have to grow them up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then you're like one in, what is it? One in 32 chance of hitting it and, you know, if, long-term. <laughs> if you give them to me, I, if you give them to me, it wouldn't take as long as it might with you. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, and then I have another tiger head albino clutch, uh, that will be popping out and, Oh, you're having two this year? Yeah, I got two. I did not know you had two. I will wait. (laughs) I will wait patiently before I pick my tigers. (laughs) The reason I got two, the reason I got two is because I figured people are going to want pairs and I wanted to (laughs) give them somewhat unrelated pairs. You're right. It is. How about can I get a male and then get one of the older females from your holdbacks? No. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. Uh, I know it's like see the pro the problem is I overdid it at Carpet Fest. I should have held back and then waited for you to overdo it and then ask you these questions. Yes. <laughs> yes, true. <laughs> yes. You sure um, have. Yes. Uh, what else is on my list of things to talk about? So, yeah, I mean, the season is, uh, going good. And, uh, um, I have, um, I'm pretty excited about this. I had two, 
yep. point two uh, captive hatched, basically wild caught IJs um, yeah. that uh, are finally all eaten. There was one that was a nice. holdout. Um, I approached it this way. This is what I did. I, uh, I offered them food. I left them alone for a week. I didn't bother them at all. And then I came back and they didn't eat. The one guy didn't eat again. Um, but tonight they all took frozen thawed. So, um, basically what I, I heated up the, the, uh, so I took the, uh, the, the, the hopper and I kind of stuck it in between the, um, the rails of the, the uh heater you know like the heater and oh, the, yeah, oh. the space heater yeah the space heater and um okay i, I kind of put it there i left it there for like maybe a half a minute or something like that man maybe 20 seconds if that heated them up so they got a night boom as soon as i put them in wrapped pretty awesome so i was pretty psyched about that um to get them going i did i'm gonna post it over in the chat um I told you this was going to be the year of the jungle. Um, so I did some trades. And this girl I got, uh, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, she at barbecue sauce. What the hell? <laughs> I, have no, I have no idea what's happening. Just continue. Um, uh, there's her lineage. She's a headhunter jungle. Um, nice. Which... Which uh, is pretty awesome. She comes from um, the Rigid and Sahara Clutch, um, which uh, Chase uh, goes back to the uh, Slash and Victor Clutch. Uh, so I'm pretty excited about that. And then um, another one that, um, let's see, was the one from Andrew Paris, um, which, again, another one. The black on this one is is insane. So, I like that one. Yeah, and yeah, let me tell you, Andrew's a top notch guy, man. And wait, do you see his lineage charts? They're sick. Craziness. Uh, which, oh my god. Uh, where is he at? Here he is. Let me send it from over here. Um. Uh, here we go. Share. NPR chat. Top notch. High end, away. baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. High end, sure. Yeah, high end, low maintenance. Uh, and then this this is his, uh, the female. But uh, awesome guy, man. So definitely, uh, if you're in the in the in the uh, in the mood for uh, some or in the market for some cool jungles, definitely uh, Andrew's uh, is a way to go. Um, yeah, and yeah, we were talking on the phone too. So when we had Dave Dave on a couple weeks ago, um, one of the things that he had mentioned about Van and Vetter jungles, and me and him were talking about it today because I have a Van and Vetter female that I got from Zach. Um, yeah, that um, is going to go with that uh, Paris animal, and um, the black on Van and Vetter jungle. So basically I know three people, I think at this point that are basically working with Van and Vetter that I know of is Nick. Am I one of those? Eric Kohler. Well, now you are because you have Zach's jungles. Yes. I, 
Right. So. Um, I have a female Van Vetter from '09, and I have um, uh, what was uh, well, I have Zach's the two I got from Zach from the from the clutch um, that you're getting. So right. The you know as far as purity goes, I don't think you can get any purer than Van Vetter, um, and they're super clean animals. Now they're not the brightest as far as the yellow goes, but like, um, it's definitely a secret weapon in adding into, uh, jungle pairings for sure, uh, to clean it up. If you don't like that tipping, you know, so me and Andrew were talking about like all the different ways you can go with jungles. There's like so many projects that you could do. I mean, there's striped, there's, there's banded, there's 70, 30, uh, you know, super, uh, nice bands, you know, but my ultimate goal is that I want to create, a jungle that's all black with yellow pinstripes. And I keep referring to a pinstripe ball python because it's the only thing that I know that people will can can look at and understand what I'm saying. So, like, if you have a pinstripe ball python, imagine that, imagine that pattern, but the pinstripe is yellow and the rest of the animal is black. So it probably will take me until I die <laughs> to reproduce it. <laughs> but, uh... I'm gonna. I'm Eureka. gonna give it my all. <laughs> you know, I have a. You fall down. Yeah. Yeah, I have a female that um. That I think is this is so just so you know too. This is the one that's from Zach's animal. Now Van and Vetter, uh, tends a tendency to throw stripes as well, and this is yes. the pairing from. Uh, that's Zach's lineage chart. So those animals you Ooh, have. I should. I should copy this. <laughs> yeah. I should. So. What you're telling me is I should steal this. Okay. Yeah. Um, the funny thing is, is that I am also getting one of their. These were Zach and I did a thing earlier this year where I traded him a coastal, and he gave me what was left of his Vandevetter jungle clutch, as well as you know I paid him for certain things, and then he was deciding to kind of thin out his collection a little bit and, and offered the adult jungles. I said, yeah, why not? I mean, I don't really have that much of a jungle project going. I have two jungles. So I picked these up from him, but he's also including one of their striped offspring in as well. So all of a sudden I have a striped project. <laughs> so it's like, okay. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. So I will uh, – I have to – I'll probably – I think I'm going to try to pick those guys up uh, before Carpet Fest. I just figure it out. By me, I mean you, and by figure it out, I mean whenever you tell me you're going down there, I'll let you. Yeah. So. <laughs> sure, no problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> you're closer, but you know, there's that. So yeah, it's um, they're cool animals. They're really nice, and I do like clean, crisp black. Um, there was that one. Was, there was a Carpondra, wasn't it, at Bill's? That, not the big one. My favorite the one? Ones. Not the big one, the little one. The one that looked like a goddamn Gamma Jag. Like, in the Ooh, bed. I didn't get a that, picture that, of that the, one. The drawers. So you didn't get the picture of the little guy? Bill, if you can hear the sound of my voice right now, get the little, the little Chondro, the little black and yellow one that sat on a stick the entire time. We need a picture of that one. Um, that oh, I know the looking. one you're. I know the one you were yes! talking about. Yes, 
yeah, yeah. I didn't get a picture of it though. Um, no, you... I failed. Um, <clears throat> clearly. Uh, yeah. What else? So what else did I have? Um, did have some other things to hit on. Nothing too crazy. So. But. Yeah. I'm very. It's been a very strange season for sure. I'm sure everybody's kind of in the same boat. Um, yeah. I, I'm curious to see how fast the females rebound for for next year. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. To, to be honest, to be honest, I'm kind of glad the season's over. Thank you. There it is. That one, right there in the NPR chat. That is gorgeous. Like we're talking like cream. Clean, crisp blacks and some good yellows. I think it's nuts. And that's just a Carpondro, and it has no Jag blood in it, correct, Bill? No. At least I don't think it does. No, none. Insane. The hell is that? <laughs> now Evan's posting up stuff. Um, I think that's his. Oh, thank you. Um, Jesus Christ. No, no Jag. Jack. See, that's just we- See, Weird. Carpondros are weird. So weird. Anyway, I'm... I'm <laughs> You're turning to the dark side. <laughs> I am not turning to any dark side. None at all. Said you might be able to get me to move with Angolans or something like that. Anyway, but I'm kind of glad the season's over, to be honest with you, because of... It's been a weird season, and it's been a stressful season, and it's just odd. So, uh, especially for me on my end, um, and it, and it'd be good to just relax. And I know you and I spoke a lot about, uh, what shows I might be doing in the future, whether or not I want to keep doing the local shows or just want to calm down and focus on my own group and my own collection. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you kind of got to make those decisions on your own. But, like I said, season's over, or close to, and now it's just all about raising babies and relaxing and kicking back, so. Yeah, man, I mean, we're not in a race. Um, no. You know, I think... No, and, uh, and that's something, uh, something I realized is, like, it doesn't matter if I don't have all the morphs or all the animals that I want. I'm going to be doing this till I'm dead. So, I got time, <laughs> I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I think I think the thing with this hobby is, man, you just got to do what you want to do, and you can't worry about mm-hmm. what other people think. And, you know, I think sometimes, sometimes I think all of us in some way or another are guilty of trying to, <clears throat> you know, like feeling that we have to have something in order to be somebody, you know. Like, for instance, like you can't, for some reason, if like um, – you know, you're not a real breeder uh, if you just breed ball pythons and you don't breed Boland's pythons. You know what I mean? It's like Jesus you're not Christ. you're not you're not legit. You know, um, but if you're yeah. super excited about breeding ball pythons, then screw what everybody else thinks, man. Well, there was, you know, and, and Bill I, has all those babies and he's raising them. Up. There was, and you can be super excited about whatever the hell you want. And what he just said. On the thread is it's it's uh, it's a hobby, not a contest, and I think a lot of times 
we let that run away with ourselves. And that's how you see, that's how you start seeing people. One of the big things, do you remember when we had Steve Tillis on? Yeah. And he was talking about how he had set up his own kind of podcast thing. And the main thing he talked about was it's okay to not have a room that completely matches. It's okay not to have a business name. It's okay not to go and get a credit card and max it out on animals and things like that. You can still be involved with the reptile community and the hobby and not go broke. I think a lot of people fall into the keeping up with the Joneses when it comes with reptiles, and that's how you see a lot of keepers get into a lot of trouble when it comes to overspending, maxing out credit cards, and that's how you see a lot of people flame out is they come in, they drop a shit ton of money on a shit ton of animals. They don't have the success they thought they were going to get. They start feeling the pressure of having that much money hanging over their head, and they get out. And yeah. So I, I listen to away from that stuff. I listen to other podcasts, and there's one in particular. You know, I, I'm, yeah. I'm not. I I just disagree with their thought process, and it's um, it's the bullshit one, right? So nope. no comment. No comment. <laughs> So here's here's where I disagree. Like so, I've listened to, uh, to 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 all their shows actually, but um, yeah. you know, it's like you have to be have a business and you have to have a business card and you have to have you know if you're gonna go do a show, you have to have lights and you have to have all this stuff because you want to look professional. And it's like this message that gets sent out that somehow if you don't have this stuff, that you're not legitimate or you don't have well, the the like. You you don't know what you're doing, or somehow that you know you're an un, unprofessional, and that's bullshit, man. I mean, you could just breed corn snakes, and you could breed the smartest freaking reptile keeper there is. Um, just because that's what you do doesn't mean that's all yeah. that you know. You know, you well, could know I'll, a lot I'll about admit, a lot of things. You do, and I, and I'll admit I agree with him. If you're going to run a table at a show, you need to look professional. Whether that means displays, yeah, you do, but that, that means, doesn't like, mean you that do, you have that to look like. Mean, no, you don't have to look like everybody else, and you don't have to have business cards. You don't have to have lights of like a insane variety. You don't have to have the display cases. You just got to make sure the animals are represented correctly and healthy. There are cheap displays out there you can do, and you can make yourself look professional just by standing there in a clean t-shirt and pants without holes in them. I mean, yeah, congratulations, so, you did it. Well, so. yes, you're, you're right. To a certain extent, you have to look professional, yes, so because you, you want people to buy snakes from you. I get it. I understand that. And But, but what I'm saying is you don't have to go out and spend ten grand in no, order to be legit. No, you really don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't. You don't have to do shows to be legit. No. Uh, you're finding out more and more that if you just have an online presence, or even if you don't have an online presence, just as long as you're a good keeper, represent your animals, and have healthy animals, you can be a legit reptile person. You don't have to buy into all this horse shit. I made that mistake when I first got into it. I maxed out a credit card on cages. Yeah. And now you're finding now I'm finding out that, you know, bins may have been the way to go and they're cheaper. So it's like there are ten million ways to skin the cat. You don't well, have to have I'm all not... perfect matching cages. You don't have to have <laughs> the best acrylic displays. So it's just you, yeah, you like... don't have to go crazy. You can make your own racks. Like, so for instance, you don't have to have animal plastic hmm. cages in order to be. It seems like, unless you have animal plastic and you're keeping carpets, then you're not legit. No, that's bullshit, yeah. man. 
you could you could make your own racks, you can make your own cages, you know, and then yeah. you graduate because you sell some snakes because you're successful keeping them and breed them, and, you, and, you and you're really tuned in. Up. Yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's you know, and you know, and, and also you don't have to go out and spend money on the craziest, newest morph and animal phase. You know, you 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 can make money on pretty much any reptile you want if you're passionate about it and you're good at what you do. I mean, you get a you can fill a rack with a bunch of colubrids and probably still turn a profit if you think about it. But and then you can slowly buy into the projects you really want to get into. And no, you don't have to go out and buy a pair immediately. You buy the female first, then in a year you buy the boy. Right. So it's like you don't have to kill yourselves. And that's where I think well, a lot of people go when they just burn out. For the longest time when everybody was ball python hating, you know, I, I myself personally, you know, it was like, oh, I can't have them or people – will think I'm this, or people will think I'm that, and it's like, you know, I thought about it, and I'm like, no, fuck that, you know what I mean? I'm going to have them because that's what I want. Well, I have to check in with people, like, you know what I mean? I have to make sure that this is okay to have carpet pythons and ball pythons. Like, now all of a sudden, I'm not, I'm in it for the money because I got ball pythons? That's bullshit, man. That's just bullshit. Um, yeah. You know? I just keep them because I like specific ones, and that's it. You know you what I mean? There's no other reason. You like your specific ones. You're not, you're not trying to get the latest morph and then watching it free fall. You're just trying to do what you want to do. And I don't. And here's the thing: I don't think you give a rat's ass what you sell your baby ball pythons for when they eventually happen. I don't think you're going to care. No. If you sell any, so it's like you know, I really don't. And you could just be. I think you said something like with the. Uh, you and I were talking this weekend. I'm like, God, everything's just going to be free fall. Free fall. Everything's going to be three hundred dollars. And you're like, God, I can't wait. Then I can stop worrying about all this stupid bullshit. And I have to agree with you. If it's three hundred dollars, I'm still going to be doing it. I just now don't have to give a shit. Everything's three hundred dollars. So. Yeah. All of a sudden, when shit doesn't cost anything, now people don't care. Like we were talking yeah. about this on our way down about the jag. You know, like when we yeah. got into it, the jag was like this. You know, was like this amazing animal. Everybody wanted it. And then if you had a tiger jag, well, what the hell, oh man? This is like, yeah. holy shit, you're like legit right, now, right, you know? It's like... Right when right when jag was dipping down to below a grand, tiger jag was more available. And that bumped you back up to thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars $1,400. So it was like a grand for a jag, fourteen for a tiger jag. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, Yeah. right? So what's happening is... People no longer care. Well, I shouldn't say it's not everybody, but I, I think in like the general public, it's just like what I see with carpets, unfortunately, is it seems to be going the same way uh, as ball pythons. And is that, you know, nobody gives a shit about the Jag anymore. Now it's about, you know, can I get an albino, exanic, caramel, zebra Jag? You know, like let me stuff yeah. as many fucking things into one animal as I possibly can. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that because I, I do that myself. You know what I mean? But, the, yeah. but, but I, I get, I don't care if I sell them for 300 bucks. It doesn't matter to me. I really don't give a shit. You know what I well, mean? It's, it's not about the money for me. And I realize that some people do do this for a living and it is about, you know, they have to, they've invested in something and they have to see a return. But I think people think that a snake breeds one year and then it's done. 
They breed over and yeah. over and over and over and over again. If you're a good keeper, you know, yeah. or a good breeder. Um, but, but the thing with the jag, let me finish this one thought. The thing with the jag ahead, is that ahead. the animal hasn't changed. The animal's no. still the same, but now somehow in our in in the world of of carpet pythons, like who cares about it? You know, it's like it's it's similar to like the pastel and ball pythons. It was like you know you can't even give them things away now. And before, mm. like you know, like at the beginning of the craze, it was like holy shit, you know. And oh, yeah. the crazy I, thing I, is, is that there's some ugly pastels, and there yeah. are some ugly jags, but there's some freaking beautiful jags still out there, man. You know. I don't know. Well, it's, well, the funny thing is, and I, I mean, like going on the pastel thing, I had a friend who had like a, a rack in college filled with nothing of pastels because he's like, these, these things are going to be hot. And it's like, whatever. The thing about the Jag and in relation to the Tiger Jag is what I find hilarious is everybody goes, the Jag morph has been kept alive by combining it with other things. You know, you want an exanic jag, you want an albino jag, you want a caramel, super caramel jag, blah, 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 blah. But if you see tiger jag, it's kind of fell by the wayside. It's like a really, what would have been considered a really nice looking tiger jag is now just considered a jag. It's like, you don't ever see anybody kind of just advertise tiger jag anymore. Like, I've seen animals with bald back stripes that you would automatically assume at one point, tiger jag. But yeah. now they're just labeled as jags. And it's never, like, at one point it was, jag moves into this. Okay, cool. So then followed after that quickly was tiger and then, of course, tiger jag. So well, let me give this scenario of, like, we're just going to use caramel. First thing to come out would be caramel jags. Then, after a few years, you'd see caramel tigers. Well, eventually, the next thing that would have happened is somebody would have gotten a caramel jag and a caramel tiger together to make super caramel tiger jags. But now, what they do is they kind of do like around the barn, and they just take a caramel jag and breed it to a tiger, and anything that looks really cool, they call it tiger jag and leave it be. But most of the time, they don't even label it that. They just say, call everything that came out a jag. And then you go. Like, there's very little, I think, done specifically with Tiger Jag. When I remember this thing used to be, like, untouchable and amazing and something everybody really wanted to get into, especially, like, the super Tiger Jags, when you bred a Tiger Jag to a tiger and made it really reduced. So, yeah. Weird. Well, I guess it's it's just perspective, and I'm just trying to offer my perspective of, like, you know, I just, I'm afraid. I'm a, I, I love carpet pythons. I love carpet python morphs. I love regular carpet pythons. I'm always going to work with them. They're always going to be my number one. Um, and like I said, I don't care. To me, it's not about money. It's because I like this species of snake. That's that's all it comes down to, you know. Um, you know, rough scales is another one for me, right? <clears throat> so, yeah. so. So as far as like the craze was, is that, you know, if you're into Morelia, then you have to have a uh, rough scale Rubbies. python in order to be legit. Mm-hmm. No, I, no, I'm going to wait, man. I, I love the snake. You know what I mean? But I don't want to, mm-hmm. I don't want to be on that bandwagon that, you know, I have to go and get this, you know, you, I, I can honestly say, Owen, that you were yes. one, 
there are many people out there that love him that I know, but <laughs> of the guy that I deal with on a day-to-day basis, you honestly yeah. love rough scales, and I think you I would do. love them if they were 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah, I'd have uh, – I wish they were 20 bucks. I'd have 12 by now. It's craziness. <laughs> yeah. That's, so, why I hate, that's why, like, people in Australia, like, that's why people think I hate the Australian guys because they're like, oh, it's $300, you know, it's crashed. I'm like, no, because I want to only have to spend $300 to get a rough scale. Like, can I just, can we just get to that point so that I'll be happy? Like, yeah. once rough scales hit 100 bucks, oh, my God, I'm going to have, like, six. Get rid of all these yeah. chondros. They're just taking up space. Ow! My one chondro. <laughs> <laughs> But see, again, there you go. I mean, you don't like chondros or whatever. You I, tried it. You I don't, do like you, chondros. They don't like me. Like, right. You know. <laughs> it is what it is, you know, and then you go from there. There's plenty of things, like, that you try and then you don't like and you just move on. You just go on to the next okay. thing and, and see what it is. Um, but uh, I particularly – see, again, here you go. Here's the thing when it comes to chondros. Um Right. I like the locality. To me, the yeah. cool thing about a chondro is that it's green. You know what I mean? It's like everybody's trying to get away from the green, and they make fabulous animals, man. I mean, I was looking around today. Of course, when you go down to somebody like Bill's house and you, and you see all his chondros, and you come back and you're like, oh, yeah, man, let me check things out, da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I'm looking at uh, some of the different um, sites that have some of the designer stuff. Dude, there's some sick yeah. stuff out there. But there still, are. even still, I still just like, to me, for me personally, I, like, I don't feel that in order for me to feel like I'm a legit chondro person, that if I just breed Maroos and Arooks. <laughs> oh, shit. You finally saw, yeah. No, I said, Baru- I said, I said Maroos and Arooks. And the hell is that? <laughs> I meant to say wow. a ruse and marooks. Um, Wait, have you been playing the drinking game while we've been talking? Yeah, maybe. Maybe my head, my my head is going faster than than I'm speaking, so it's like yeah, that happens. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, like I said, you know, you can like do what you want to do, and that's the most right. important, you know. So like I t- I said, I wanted uh, I, if I were gonna if I'm gonna do. Chondros. Like I have one chondro. I have my uh, female from Buddy, and I was thinking about getting some more. And I'm pretty sure I just want to go get some Biox, just straight up Biox. And I'm being told that they're large-headed, horrific, evil creatures. And I'm like, sign me up. Sounds like a white lip on a tree. So you know, might as well do that. But I probably won't do it anytime soon because I have my one little girl. She's getting bigger and. You know, I'm all right. Chondros are really on, high on my hit list right now. And okay. to be honest, there's not really a lot on my hit list right now. We're kind of starting to tone down a bit. I mean, we kind of got to replenish some stuff first. Yeah. Get that lovely snake money. So, <laughs> talk to me yeah. in October. So, I don't know. Just That's just some thoughts. Um I did want to talk a little bit about, um, we took a trip up to, uh, up to Nerd. Yeah. Um, a few weeks ago, maybe it's a month ago. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. What are your thoughts? It was fun. It was a good trip. I wish it was closer. 
Um, it was a long car ride, but to kind of see what an operation of that scale is like, um, and to kind of check out the animals. I wish I was more into retex because like Matt was like a kid in a candy store going through those rooms and I'm just, you know, and I will admit they are gorgeous animals. Those, those cow retics definitely had me rethinking of if I wanted to keep retics, but, uh, they were just gorgeous animals. Um, I got to play with some caimans, which I, I will admit I kind of want caimans, but I'll never do it. Um, it was just very cool. It's just, you know, watching or seeing how much of a massive undertaking a facility like that must be to get running on a day-to-day basis is crazy. And, I mean, they all make it look like it's very easy to go room to room and probably care for close to almost a hundred animals per room. Um, as well as like that, that one guy we talked to who did the, uh, venomous room having to deal with as those animals, um, on a daily basis. And there were some dangerous ones in there. Uh, it was, it was very cool. It was very nice of them to kind of take us around and check everything out. Um, but it was just, I, I, I could never imagine having a facility that big. I think I would just go crazy because it, it would micromanage everything kind of a deal. Like, you know, to, to be a guy who puts your collection in somebody else's hands and uh, a bunch of people's hands for that much. Um, but it was cool. The, uh, the pet stores on the bottom, when you walk in, it's chock full of stuff you normally see in a pet store and then some more. Um, it's very open. Uh, you kind of walk into the monitor room and you can pretty much walk right over to where the lizards are. And then the snake rooms, it was, uh, the drawers are right there. You could open the drawers and maybe even open up a cage if you wanted. So they're very kind of trusting. I mean, there were a lot of cameras, but you never know if someone's going to get bit going to go check out something or not. Um, then there was that random ass Turkey that followed us into the building. Um, (laughs) that was real interesting. But uh, it was still, you you know, we walked upstairs to where they have all the animals in the facility rooms. And of course, they had the rodent breeding. They had the venomous room. They had the adult retic rooms. Now, those animals were huge. I mean, I've seen big retics. I've worked with big retics, but not that many big retics in one place, um, as well as they had uh, some anacondas and scrubs. I mean, that one that they pulled out, what did they say she weighed? It was like only that one half of her was 250. Yeah, she was probably maybe, I, uh, man, I guess she was like upwards of three, four hundred mm-hmm. pounds. She was yeah. a big girl. They were big girl. Jeez. And they were taking her down the hall for like a party or something like that. And they needed like, they needed to pull her out and she just flopped down. She was a big animal. Um, they had a lot of, uh, different kind of really cool morphs, like the calicos, the cows, um, you were eating up that one big albino berm that was laying eggs while we were there. So, uh, we all know how much we, you like berms. Yeah. Yeah. Berms are always a soft spot for me. Um, I just dig those snakes again. I, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe at some point down the line, I'd, I'd have another one. But for now, they're just uh, 
that's too much, man. That's too much for what I for. I don't just have. I just don't have the room for something like that. But um, beautiful animals for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, nerd was cool. I think um, probably what I took most from that nerd was the colubrid stuff. Um, yeah. I'm not really a huge monitor guy. I mean, I can appreciate it, uh, but it's not something that particularly I'm drawn to. So, like, um, you know, I can look at them and 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 think they're cool and and all that. You know, like awesome, but um, it's not it's not the same for me as if uh, I was in a room full of uh, snakes. You know, but uh, right. def- definitely beautiful stuff for sure. Croc well, monitor scared the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're like, look at him. Isn't he friendly? I'm like, you mean the Velociraptor? Huh? I'm going to stay over here. So, and they had, um, they had the albino water monitor. He looked kind of cool. And then they had the albino savanna monitor who looked kind of cool. And the way they set them up is like, they had like their own big dirt cages and then like three or four girls. I think in the savanna, he had like 10 because they were really trying to get him to breed with something. Right. So, yeah. It was a cool <laughs> yeah. Trip. yeah. Yeah, it was it was something to uh again, it's those kind of things that rejuvenate you, man, and get you get you back into it and get you fired up and excited when you see other people doing stuff and you know, see what they got, cl- you know. I think, you know, like it's like you you kind of like look at your collection and you're seeing it on a daily basis, so you don't maybe you, you you don't appreciate what you have, I guess, to a certain extent. And then you go and like you know, I'm looking at when we were down at Bills or when they were up at Nerd, and it's like you know, holy shit, man, I I have some really nice animals. Like I should I should mm-hmm. appreciate what I got. You know, it's like you're always trying to get something else, but like. I think that ties into what we were talking about earlier. It's like, you know, you're always trying to chase the dragon. It's like you're chasing this thing and it's, it's like, it's, you know, it's like a cycle that doesn't stop and you're like, Oh, I got to have this. I got to have that. I got to have that. And if, if I don't have that, then, you know, people aren't going to think that I'm for real. And, well, uh, you know, and, and, and you're exactly correct, but it's almost like some of the funniest times or some of the best projects I hear about, or sometimes projects that happen by pure freaking accident. Um, Jason Balin, his first group of Womas were like a friend really wanted to get rid of them. And he's like, just take these. And Balin's like, all right, I've never really done anything with Womas. They were in his place. They bred and had eggs. And he's like, well, shit. All right. And he kept them. And he's been churning out Womas every year since. And that's probably one of the most successful projects, and he's having a great time with them. And he enjoys those animals. And they were not anywhere near his list of things to get. He wasn't hunting Womas. He wasn't trying to find them. It just kind of freaking happened. So yeah, it's they're like cool. almost like you have, they are. They're awesome. But it's yeah. almost like a lot of times people will force it or, man, I got to get this. And then they'll buy it, and then it'll sit in the tubs. And they'll be like, man, I got to get the next thing. It's like appreciate what you got, cause, or sit back and relax, cause something a, a, a project might turn up, and, or fall into your lap that fits you perfectly, or is just gonna be one you enjoy thoroughly. Yeah. And don't be too quick to sell out animals that you really, really wanted and were trying real hard to get, cause those are the animals that you 
are going to have seller's remorse about and try to get back. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. So. So, yeah, um, that, that, that was a cool time. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, hopefully uh, the same thing happens uh, during the Northeast Carpet Fest. People get, you know, I'm sure it will be a, an awesome time and um, people get excited again and, uh, you know, people will be coming up. I mean, we got Nick Mutton coming in. Um, yeah. You know, uh, Matt and Lon will be there as far as short tails go. And, uh, you know, Travis Wyman will be there as a genetics guy. Uh, you know, it's all, all different people. Um, be coming up and uh, hanging out. So, um, you know, I look forward to that too, man. It's it's it's. I do. It's awesome. Can't wait. Yeah. Um, and uh, hopefully, uh, I'll be able to talk about the uh, the clutches that uh, I got popping out. One thing I didn't want to I did want to mention real quick was, uh, you know, when we were down in uh, Texas, I was talking to Terry about. Um, we were talking about Reptiscan because one of the things he was talking about was, um, you know, keeping uh, keeping records. And um, mm-hmm. I was telling him that, honestly, the first time I used Reptiscan, I hated it. Uh, I used it, and I, and I kind of was like, it didn't, it wasn't, it was glitchy in the phone. And it, I don't know, it just was more yeah. work. It was easier to write it down. Um, yeah. The one pain in the ass thing about Reptiscan is, is getting all the information in. But once all that right. information is in, man, it's 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 a pretty sweet system. Um, it's in, yeah. So what you can do, there's two there's two different versions. First is a version where you buy the app. I think the app is like twenty bucks. Mm. So you buy this app and you get like this basic program, and then you can subscribe. And I, they got multiple ways we can. You can pay for it monthly. I think there's every three months. Then you can do it every. Six months, I think there's once a year, and I think there's like you pay this one-time fee and you never have to pay again. But I went and I put all the babies in, and um, I put all the babies in the system. Um, I got them all lined up today with um, with pictures and all that stuff. Um, the cool, so a couple things I'll speak on as far as how it's cool. So I have the clutch, and the clutch hatched out, and each clutch I get gets a um, gets a, a a QR reader as well. So you go and you scan mm-hmm. it and just can add the whole clutch. So basically I put in a you put in a preset um like code number that you want to use. You can put it in whatever you want. I put EBM um the year and then the clutch number then um, it automatically will put, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, whatever, how many babies you have. Um, mm-hmm. The cool thing is, is that, you know, I, I know some people weigh their babies, some people don't. Uh, I do. Um, so I don't. When I, so, no. all right. <laughs> but the cool thing is, is that you can put it in um, and you can track. Uh, it, what it does is I put them up in the chat. You can kind of see it's like. So this was a baby that I put in, so you'll see um, that, you know, it's kind of even there. But um, as you can see, it correlates with the food um, and how much it grew, how much it grew um, during that time. So, again, 
I don't know. It's just something different that, uh, you know, I can offer a customer of mine. Like, I look at myself as more of a boutique breeder. You know, when you come into me, you're going to get a special treatment that, you know, maybe somebody that's given you, uh, you know, is doing a whole bunch of clutches and uh, has hundreds and hundreds of animals maybe ain't going to be able to do. Um, mm. So, and this program makes it super easy, man. You know, you just scan it. It's just, you just scan it. You scan it with your phone and the information's all there. So when I go to sell that baby, that card, um, you know, I can print it out and they get all that information. Um, I can also transfer it over. Um, mm-hmm. So I, don't know, I, I think they worked out the glitches. I use it on iPhone. Um, I used to use it on Android. Um, but when we were down in um, in Texas, uh, I think Jason was saying that he uses it on an Android, and um, uh, it works for him really, really good too. So uh, I don't know. If you're looking for something, you know, to keep records and stuff uh, of your collection, um, definitely uh, it's worth checking out for sure. Uh, makes definitely. It, uh, yeah, super easy. Uh, everything's there. I, I don't know what else I can say about it, but um, hmm. I just figured I'd mention that because I know that uh, Terry was uh, was uh, asking about it. So yeah, I guess we have a caller. It would appear caller. so. What's up, guys? Evan, what's going on? Evan's what's going here. On? Not much. Not much. First, I just wanted to say, you know, thank you all for coming out. It was a great time. It was really nice meeting you, Owen. Hope you guys yep. make it out uh, next year for sure. And uh, just kind of touching on what Eric was saying about uh, recharging the batteries and stuff and the passion, you know, I, I think I told you guys I had lost a couple snakes and just got like, you know, fire sale. Get everything out of here. I'm done. I don't want to do this no more. Mm-hmm. And actually reached out and talked to Bill, and, you know, it happens. You know, and Bill kind of call me down talk some sense into me and was just like just calm down because i was yeah. literally like selling everything i wanted out of here and you know it just it's part of it you know they die they you know whatever happens it, it just happens you just got to roll with it and something like this weekend getting around so many people with so much passion pouring out of them it just it just completely makes you you know glad you're in this and you don't want to give up and just keep going keep going Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're, you're definitely right. You know, it, it's and you know you get asked. I got I got asked questions a few times, um, like when people hear about certain animals that they know were important to me past, they're like, "Well, how bad did that hurt?" I'm like, "Well, everyone hurts. Like every single one leaving. You know, you never want to see one of your animals die. You never want to see that. But you also got to have that moment of, you know." Every time one of them passes, you got to sit down and be like, is this, am I going to get out? No. Well, then I got to, you know, get my shit together and keep moving forward because I got everybody else to worry about. So it, it's one of those things where you just kind of got to focus and, you know, it's uh, things can be frustrating, things can be shitty, but as long as you keep kind of focused on maintaining the care for your animals, you can just get through it and then find your pick-me-ups where they come, and then you're right back in it. And I think with me, you know, it's not so much like the whole project issue, like, oh, I had this set up for this, and now it's it's, it's more, you know, my animals. It's like I 
care about these. I name them, you know, Hatterson yeah. is a hatchling kind of thing. And then it's like, you know, not necessarily like losing family members, but it's like losing family members. It just, you know, it's heartbreaking, but you just got to keep going on and, you know, it gets better, it gets easier. And then you look forward to things like Carpet Fest and all these people that yeah. come in and great. Yeah. yeah, I think I think I think one of the things that I know I've talked to Owen about this and we try to share with you guys as much as possible our failures as well as our successes because I think unfortunately that there's this um there's this like uh, like this thing that you shouldn't talk about things that are messed up. So, I think new people coming into it or maybe people that haven't been doing it a long time don't realize that you know, this kind of stuff is going to happen. And they think that, like, automatically they think that somehow they failed. When really, you know, I mean, obviously sometimes people do make mistakes and and whatnot. And, um, you know, um, but I think think it's important that people understand that, you know, that's just a part of how this goes, you know. Uh, As long as you're taking care of your animals the best that you can, uh, sometimes stuff is going to happen that's out of our control. You know what I mean? When you're dealing with, you know, more than, you know, uh, when you're dealing with Rock. a collection of animals, <laughs> you're right. gonna they're gonna get sick. You know, I think Nick said one time, it's like, you know, if you had like a room full of uh, 50 people, you know, the idea that at some point during the year that one of those 50 people aren't going to get sick is just absurd. Stupid, so, yeah. You know what I mean? It's the same these, these, same idea. So. And, and, and it's good honest, to see not... that... Go ahead, Evan. I, I was just going to say, it's good to see that some of these, you know, the big-name breeders and just the, the hobbyists, and, I mean, everybody goes through this. And, you know, nobody's immune to it. Nobody's has that perfect clutch every year where they don't get, you know, dead in eggs or they don't lose animals or they don't get mites or, you know, they, they all go through this. And I think it's important to the whole hobby and the community to see that we all go through this, you know, not Mm -hmm. cover it up and hide it and pretend like, you know, it doesn't happen to you because it happens to everybody, you know, especially dealing with like issues with mites, you know, that's, it's, it's like fleas on a dog. It happens. I mean, I can't, who, who hasn't had mites once, twice in a collection? You know, it's just about being up front and telling people, look, this is what happened. Or, you know, before I sold this, I had a breakout, but I took care of it. A lot of people don't even want to tell you that kind of information because they're they're scared they won't make that sale. Whereas I'm just worried about the health of the animal. I don't want to send you out a snake and then here you are bad-mouthing me and going to like a group like the uh, reptile, you know what I'm saying, the good guy, bad guy group, and bad-mouthing me because I gave you a snake with Mike. So just up front, man, is the best way to be. It, it, yeah. It's one of those things where it, everybody kind of already knows this shit happens, but nobody talks about it. And by talking about it, we're not really helping each other learn. So it's one of those things where I try to be as upfront as possible. And even I am embarrassed by some of the shit that goes on in my snake room because they're stupid animals. So, and sometimes, you know, animals are going to get sick. Animals are going to die. They're going to have disappointment. You know, either you make the conscious decision to get out of it or you keep going and keep doing what you're doing. But they're the living creatures. Shit is going to happen. It's when it does happen, how you deal with it. It's like it's the same way of like a lot of people have with shipping animals. If you ship out an animal and it dies, 
you got to know exactly how you're going to deal with that dead animal that just arrived at a customer's house. And if it never happens, congratulations, you've done better than me. So it's that's just how it goes. It's shit happens. It's how you deal with it. You don't hide from it. You be up front with it. If something does happen, you notify your customer, the owner of that animal, and then you work through it together. And, yeah, you may have to bite the bullet, make a really awkward kind of conversation, and get to the bottom of it. You may have to be parting with more animals than you thought. You may have to be parting with some money. You may have to look like a jackass for a week or feel like a jackass for a week. But you get over it, you get through it. Nobody ever really holds it against you unless you are a huge douche. And then you move forward. So, yeah. And it's just good to have somebody to talk to, man. I mean, everybody needs somebody to 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 corral them in because I swear if I didn't have Bill to talk to you that day, I wouldn't have anything here and I probably wouldn't even show yeah. the carpet fest. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You have to yeah. have somebody to reach out to. And I mean, it's great. I mean, I can't tell you how many people I met this weekend that I've never, never talked to, never dealt with. And it's like, you, you sit down and talk to some of these guys. And it's like, like you guys have been friends forever. And it's, it's just a great feeling. Yeah. Everybody needs a hobbit. So, you know, it's really, so you sold yours. Things. I did, but I didn't get the, but I left the chondro with Bill to take care of it. So I think he left the hobbit with me. So. <laughs> Yeah. You know, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, kind of burns. See, I, I'm kind of the opposite. I get burned out on the people in the hobby. Uh, I get burned out on the bullshit. I get burned out on the the backstabbing stuff. You know what I mean? And it kind of like yep. paints this picture when I'm looking at Facebook all day, and all I see is uh, negative, negative, negative. This guy's an asshole. That that person, you know, uh, blah 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 blah. On and on and on. Something like this kind of event, it renews my faith that there are good people in the hobby. You know, it 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 makes me realize that I'm only looking at my Facebook feed, and you know, it's this is what's happening, and blah 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 blah. And it also makes me step take a step back and say, you know, none of that shit matters, man. Who cares? Who cares? You know what I mean? Like, who gives a shit? about somebody else's bullshit and drama, you know? I got enough yeah. bullshit and drama in my life. I don't need somebody else's to come in, you know what I mean, to be worrying about. And, you know, unfortunately with doing the podcast, it's like you want to keep, for me, it's like you want to try to keep your keep your uh, finger on the pulse of what's going on. But at the same time, it's like, man, I, I just, it, it, you get burned out on it. You get burned out on the bullshit. And it's just... It's just good to be around people, and they're excited about snakes, you know, or reptiles, or whatever it is they're excited about. But they're just excited about it, and they feel good about what they're working with, and you mm-hmm. know, then they're excited about what you're working with, which even makes it even better. You know what I mean? So, right. And I, I agree with Eric, you know, 100. percent But I also think that that bullshit is a necessary evil because you know, like me and Eric had some conversations about some people in the hobby. You know, not mentioning any names or anything, but I learned a lot about some folks that I didn't know anything about, and it's kind of changed my perception of the way I view them. You know, like, well, shit, do I want to buy anything from them and the things they're doing? That's, you know, it's good to know who to go to and who who to stay away from, 
minus you yeah. know all the drama and talking about people and everything like that, but just right. the, the fact of it. Okay, I don't want to deal with this guy because this guy's doing this, that, or that. So I mean, it's it's a necessary evil at the same time. Yeah, it it's is. But, stuff, but the the difference is is that like obviously, and I'm not saying that like uh, you don't ever want to think that you're going to be punished for your mistakes. So if somebody something, and a lot of times. If, if I'm informing you about interactions I had with somebody and it something bad happened, it would usually end with, yeah, but then he or she did this and this happened. Or, you know what, that kind of shit happens. And, you know, but we're cool. We're good. We talked it out. We traded this. We traded that. We figured it out. Or, oh, man, they came right away. So it's like if you end – the conversation on a bad – you never want to end to have somebody end a conversation about you on a bad note, and that's all within your power as a breeder, as a keeper. So that's just something to think about. So Definitely. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So, yeah, it was a good time, man. Good job. Good, uh, you know, making sure that it happened and uh, – I don't know. I'm looking case for next year. <laughs> yeah, the, the queso was awesome. Like, at 2 in the morning when we're eating with pretzels, I mean, that was – that is what kept Owen alive, all right? That, hey, right that, there that was, was the, the second one. That was the second one. The yeah. first one got murdered, and then the second – I'm, first I'm one glad we doubled up. Yeah, that was – yeah. When we're like yeah, – the white to be certainly happy to hear that. With, oh, yeah, it was awesome. And – the perfect 2 a.m. carpet fest food is queso, apparently. So, <laughs> nice. That's in the Southern Carpet Fest. We had steak at the Northeast Carpet Fest. Remember we? That is, but that was torturous because <laughs> we it started was like... grilling. Yeah, it's like two o'clock in the morning. We started grilling steak. Two o'clock so in the like, morning. The... And, and so, so apparently, like, Eric, you like, guys are high quality and we're low maintenance. <laughs> no, but dude, here's the thing. At two in the morning, after I've been eating and drinking all day, you can't just put down this really nice prime cut of meat. And I'm like, I want to eat this, but I'm full and I can't. And this is delicious. Here's the thing, though, Evan. Horrible. I'd rather I'd rather have the queso because I don't like steak. But, yes! You know. <laughs> You're just... You're just a horrible person, but that's, you know, neither here nor there. Yeah, it was great, man. I had such an awesome time. Like I said, this this year was so much better than last year, and it's going to be like, you know, next year's going to be better because we start seeing things that we didn't do, and I was like, man, you know, me and Bill were trying to figure out how many people actually came, and I was like, well, shit, next year I'm going to just do a guest book and have people when they come in sign in just so we can get an actual head count and know who was there. That's a good idea, Definitely. man. That's a good idea. We should do that. Eric, get yep. it. We'll try it out, see how it works, and let you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm worried about like what. I'm worried about what people are going to write in the guest book because if they're anything like me, it's going to be horrible, horrible things. So. <laughs> That's why they That's have to true. write it when they show up. Not wait till after they have. Yeah, after oh, you smart. Yeah, you have to do it first, and then you can go in. Right? Okay, I got it. Smart. We'll start hiring Evan 
to uh, be a consultant for Carper Fest. You can go around. Swallow first before you talk. God, you can go around. Are you eating? What? Are you eating yeah. during the show? No. He's I eating steak. Like, oh, I'm eating steak. In his mouth. Yeah, all right. Okay. I God, do not have created. something in my mouth. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry now that we've lost total control. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> I can't take you anywhere, man. No, and you did. You, what does that I tell take, you? I take you to Texas, come back, now you're all cocky. What the hell? <laughs> I was cocky before we went to Texas. If well, anything, I'm cocky. worse now. Yeah. <laughs> now people are in on your secret that I'm not that short. <laughs> no, they won't say anything. <laughs> no one yeah, will actually, believe I was, them. I, I was more impressed that that Owen wasn't nine feet tall. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. I, I, I expect this giant to come walking through the door. And he he came in. I'm like, dude, you're not much taller than me. Like, what the hell? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I paint yeah, a right? wonderful picture of like a giant and some midget doing this yeah, show. It's, like, it's great. False advertisement. I know, That's right? right? Fantastic. <laughs> Awesome stuff, man. All right, guys. Well, I'm going to get off of here, man. Again, right. you know, we, we appreciate y'all coming out and damn sure hope you make it again next year and probably smuggle Zach in with you next time. Put him in a suitcase. I bet it'll fit. <laughs> probably. Yeah. He's smaller probably. than me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. So, so, hopefully. But yeah, it was an awesome time, dude. It was an awesome time. Yeah, absolutely. Good, good. All right, man. More cases. <laughs> yes, good. Three Perfect. next year. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All righty, guys. All right, man. All right, man. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so, <clears throat> yeah. Um, I don't know. Was there anything else you wanted to hit on? Anything else? I don't know. I got nothing. What? I got, I got nothing. I'm going to, like, uh, I'm going to the Habitor Grace show this weekend, um, and then I'm chilling out until the June Hamburg show, and there may be a very good possibility that uh, June and August will be the last Hamburg shows I'm going to do, so uh, we'll see. Okay. See All right, well, I don't really have anything else to uh, to hit on. I think we hit on everything. So uh, mm-hmm. we can wrap it up and uh, get rolling. And cool. uh, I guess for as far as uh, we go, uh, Northeast Carpet Fest is coming up May 21st. It's uh, so, so what, a few weeks away? Three weeks away? Yes. Yeah, uh, I know. It'll be here before we know it. Uh, so probably sometime this week we'll get uh, – we got some donations uh, already as far as people yeah. um, have been contacting me if they wanted to uh, contribute to the auction that we'll do. Uh, oh, that mm-hmm. was the other thing we should have mentioned. Um, we raised oh. 260 bucks for um, U.S. ARC from donations as far as um, the Southern Carpet Fest goes. And then they auctioned right. off uh, uh, somebody to – uh, 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 shit. Who was it that won? I, f- I forget. Hold on one sec. I have to look it up. Oh, wait. Okay. Um, 
they're auctioning off a custom uh, piece of artwork um, that you could have done. Bill had one done on one of his chondros. It was amazing. All colored pencil, and it looked like a freaking photograph. It was gorgeous. They auctioned that off. I think it was. I think that came in at like two hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, it and, did. Uh, so, it was. Uh, yeah, it so was that was Michael. Yeah. And uh, who, who's doing the artwork again? It's the same guy who does who did our T-shirt, right? Yes, it's. Uh, uh, I was for. I was getting confused with. Um, hold on one Somebody second. else. No, I got his name written down. So Michael uh, Gambrill, he uh, he won. He was the guy that won the uh, mm-hmm. the auction, and it is. Some reason my phone is not working. It's Jeff, um, Jeff, Jeff Frederick, Frederick, right? Yeah, yeah. Jeff Frederick is the guy who is going to do the custom piece of artwork. He's the one who designed our T-shirts, and uh, his artwork is awesome. He had a couple examples there. He does a great job. So that's cool. So technically, Southern Carpet Fest has raised uh, it was like what close to five hundred dollars, right? Yes. Yes. So when we go and um, we have what a couple more days for the uh, booster? You have you have nine days left on the booster. If you have not purchased your MP your Northeast Carpet Fest T-shirts in nine days, you will never be able to order them again. If you are hearing my voice and you have not ordered your shirt. Go over to the Morelia Pick of the Week on Facebook and click the link that's pinned to the top, and it'll take you over to the booster. If you're international, you can still order, and it'll have it shipped to you directly from booster. No more of that. Ship it to me, and then I ship it to you. It goes directly from the company to you. Just put in your address. So you can get all this done, but you only have nine days. And right now, as the booster stands, we have raised $450 for USR. Add that to the $500 we got from CarbonFest, and we're close to about $1,000 already, and we haven't even done our auction yet. Yes. So <clears throat> so hopefully between the two CarbonFests, the carpet community will raise, uh, you know, <clears throat> I don't know. Hope. Yeah, let's hope. And yeah. uh, l- Lord knows that they can use it. Uh, so... Um, if you didn't get your shirt, get it. And if you want to uh, uh, put something up for auction, uh, then definitely get in contact with me either by email, info at moreliapythonradio.com, or send me a message on Facebook, uh, and we'll get it together. We have to send out a uh, big thank you to uh, Scott and Ty. Um, they uh, are animalsareearth.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they donated um, some T-shirts for the auction. They're, uh, one was a so rough cool scale, and the other one yeah. was uh, what is it? A knobtail gecko. Knobby. Uh, they sent a medium. I can't <laughs> wear a medium. You got to get in shape, dude. <laughs> but that ain't that that shape never fucking happened. There was never <laughs> a medium shape Owen <laughs> when I was like four, maybe. You knocked that shit off. Uh, anyway, what? we could do is i mean obviously they're, they're awesome shirts and, you, and if you guys have not gone over to their website and checked out all the shirts that they have they're awesome and uh 
come in a bunch of different colors and hoodies and stuff too. Go check their stuff out because they're very cool. But if you do want to add anything to the auction, remember uh, you can put up animals, but do not bring them to Carpet Fest. You can bring pictures and stuff, and then you can set up shipping with the dealer uh, or with the winner. Um, there will be an online portion of the auction for people to lay down uh, the first round of bids, and then if you come to Carpet Fest, you can beat that bid. This is just kind of to make it so that we don't have random things going for like two bucks or not at all. So this way everything goes, everything gets bid on. So keep an eye out for that. We'll make sure we eat. We'll, we'll, we'll throw that up during one of the episodes. And uh, if you are interested in coming to Carpet Fest, you have to get in contact with me. Let me know you're coming. Let me know what you're going to bring. We're at that point now where I pretty much have a lot of those boxes checked when it comes to food and drink. We have a lot of entrees, some desserts, some sides, stuff like that. So if you are coming, I'm pretty much going to throw it out there and you can bring whatever the hell you want. Um, I just ask that you make sure you bring enough for a good amount of people. Uh, we're looking close to maybe 40, 45 people. So make sure you bring those. It can be dessert and or it can be a side dish. It can be a main dish uh, and a drink. It can be alcoholic drink. It can be non-alcoholic drink. But you are also responsible for getting that food and drink ready for people to eat. So you cannot just show up with, like, a bunch of raw hot dogs and leave them in my fridge. You have to actually cook them. So keep that in mind um, when you bring them. Like, that, that's not fair. So if you don't feel like cooking, then you better go get something that doesn't need to be cooked. Uh, you also need to let me know if you're going to use need to use the oven. Uh, and what you might need to get it prepped. I do have a lot of kitchen stuff, but, you know, I don't want to overuse the oven or have a bunch of people try and wait in line to get to my oven or my microwave or whatever. Just let me know so we can move, plan ahead. All right? That is right. all I've said or need to say. And <laughs> hopefully it's going to be a good time. And if anybody shows up my house at my to my house before 3 o'clock, I will put your ass to work. So 3 o'clock is when Carpet Fest stop. It starts. Until then... People are cleaning my house and getting shit ready. So show up at your own risk. You have no choice. You're you're yeah. you're you're mine on Friday. So, yeah, I'll be there Friday helping uh, put right. it together. So uh, yeah, we were debating on whether or not we were going to get a margarita machine. Um, actually, not too bad, but uh, I don't know. I think I personally would like it, but apparently I would uh, too. The people up north are kind of picky about their margaritas, so, you know. Bitching <laughs> about mar- frozen margaritas and shit. you got to be kidding me. Yeah. But it's anyway, too girly I have, or something like that. I have, I have margarita mix, a blender, and tequila. You and I can have margaritas. All of them can just shut the hell up. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to see uh, – I'm going to get my dad to uh, – to make up a batch of that uh, moonshine and uh, probably nice. auction off some of it too, uh, which would nice. be cool. Um, what else? Yeah, uh, we should have some cool stuff for sure, and hopefully we can uh, raise a decent amount of money. Um, I did have a, uh, a thread uh, over on uh, the Morelia Python Radio uh, Facebook group page and uh i was asking if there was any any shows that uh people would would want to hear and uh it was quite a number of uh of uh 
shows to think about and lined up and yeah. hopefully we'll get cracking on that. But one of them was uh Phil Goss from USR can talk about some of the laws and stuff that's uh that's happening that around. Cool. Uh so I'm hoping that Depressing. you know we we can tie it tie it in that he could come on after we uh we raise all the money and uh we can present it to him and uh chat him up. But uh I know he's a busy guy but it's definitely yeah. uh worth hearing about some of the uh the laws and such that uh, that are going on, and and hear what those guys are doing. So uh, be looking for that show. But if there's any um, you know topics or or guests or species or whatever that you would want to hear about, uh, go over there and, and and post it up and uh, let us know uh, what you think. Hopefully you can hopefully you can put a particular breeder or person, which makes it much easier for for me to contact somebody because right. you just say something like a blackhead show. Um, yeah, I'd love to have a blackhead show too, but who, who, who do we talk to? Who do yeah. we got to get? Um, you know, obviously we've talked to Derek numerous times, but uh, to hear somebody else's perspective, I know um, uh, I had talked a while ago to the, uh, to the K brothers and they were going to come on. Uh, so I have to get back in touch with him because some of the stuff that, um, that they're doing with blackheads is just insane. Uh, if you haven't mm-hmm. checked out their YouTube stuff, then you definitely should and see some of the, uh, the crazy morphs of blackheads that they're working with, uh, down there. Um, so, so yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, I think we hit on everything as far as carpet fest goes. Um, I guess that's it. And then the, uh, the Northwest, uh, release their date. Um, they're going to be September 10th. Stay tuned for information uh, as far as they go. And the Southwest is going to be, what is it, May 20th, right? May 20th? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So if you're out that way, definitely uh, go hang with those guys over there. Um, I guess next week, I'm not really sure who we're going to have on yet. Uh, I really haven't thought about it because we're in Texas and I uh, kind of put it off my mind. So I have to get that together and find out what's going on uh, as far as next week with a guest goes. Um, you know, somebody that I'd love to talk to, uh, Bob Applegate. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, he would be, uh, he'd be a good, good, t- he's a good guest. Uh, I've heard him talk on other, uh, other podcasts and he's, uh, he's a pretty funny dude, man. Um, I'd like cool. to get I'd like to get Eugene Bissett back on here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. A million smack, times yes. Smack some knowledge down on us for sure. Uh that would be yeah. pretty awesome. So um so yeah. Uh so MoreliPythonRadio dot com. Uh I put up a uh, little blog about uh, Southern Carpet Fest. It's over there on the news section. You can see some of the pictures and uh uh, a lot of the things that we talked about tonight is over there uh, if you want to check it out. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, it's info at MoreliaPythonRadio.com. Uh, we're on Facebook uh, and Twitter under Morelia Python Radio. Um, we have the uh, Facebook group page, and then we also have the uh, Morelia Pick of the Week. is kind of like the uh, the hub for all things Morelia on Facebook. Um and uh, what else as far as Marie Python? Oh, 
uh, you can get the show on iTunes. You don't have to listen live. You can download it at any time. Go back mm-hmm. to past episodes, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then as far as myself, um, so I had a couple things going on. Um, like I like I was saying earlier, um, the Citrus Tiger had albino or albino clutch is uh, all the babies are up um, over on my website. If you go under um, Breeding Diaries, go under 2016, and you scroll down, you'll see a little tab that says uh, Clutch uh, on the side there. It's a little gray button. You just click on it under the pairing, and it'll take you to that Clutch page. You'll be able to see all the all the different ones from that uh, Clutch, and uh, you can check it out. Now, they're all pre-shed, so, you know, obviously <laughs> there's no color. They're going to look a little gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, that way you can see the color uh, – you know, I want to start to record that and track that so you can actually see how they change. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, I got a couple more clutches coming out. Uh, uh, so hopefully, uh, if you're looking for some uh, albino stuff and head albino stuff, uh, you know, hopefully we can uh, hook you up. Um, if you want to get in touch with me for anything that I have going on uh, with EB Morelia, you can check out, uh, just send me a message at Eric at EB Morelia. Uh, and I also have the Facebook page, EB Morelia. I'm on Twitter and I'm on Instagram. And I don't do shows until <laughs> Tinley Park. So <laughs> if you want to get anything from me, I definitely will be at Tinley Park. Other than that, I just ship stuff. So <laughs> um, that's how I, that's, that's, I don't know. I don't have time for that. <laughs> but I'm not I'm not young like Owen. Yeah, Owen's a young guy. I'm old, you know what I mean? <laughs> I cool. can't I can't cool. if I'm debating about getting out, clearly I am getting older. <laughs> I can't hang with those young guys. Only for a little while. What, what, did, what did Bill's wife say? She's like, I have plates older than you shut up and I'm like, Okay. <laughs> so Yeah, I know, right? So uh yeah. So yeah, that's all I got going on. Check it out if you're interested in anything as far as that goes, and uh, that's all I got. Cool. All right, uh, so what I will say is uh, you can go to rogue-reptiles.com, check out all the stuff we get going on there. Um, you can also go and find Rogue Reptiles at facebook.com, give us a like. I like to post all the pictures we got going on when it comes to babies and stuff like that right over there. Uh and if you're interested in any of the clutches that we have on the ground, it's the Red Tiger Jag, as well as the um, Super Caramel Jags that are coming out, let us know. We'll put you on the list, and we'll contact you once the babies are ready. Uh, uh, the next show I have coming up is the June Hamburg. And that's all I got. So what we'll say is thanks, everybody, for tuning in, and we'll catch you all next week for some more Morelia Python Radio. Good night. Hey, Chad Brown here. You may remember me as a linebacker in the NFL or as a reptile breeder and the owner of Pro Exotics. I've been herping since I was a boy, and I've dedicated my life to advancing the industry and educating the community about the importance of reptiles. I also love to encourage the joy of breeding and keeping reptiles as a hobbyist, which is why my partner Robin and Markland and I created the Reptile Report. The Reptile Report is our online news aggregation site bringing you the most up-to-date discussions from the reptile world. Visit thereptilereport.com every day to stay on top of the latest reptile news and information. We encourage you to visit the site and submit your exciting reptile news, photos, and links so we can feature outstanding breeders and hobbyists just like you. The Reptile Report offers powerful branding and marketing exposure for your business, and the best part is 
It's free. If you're a buyer or a breeder, you got to check out the Reptile Report Marketplace. The Marketplace is the reptile world's most complete buying and selling destination full of features to help put you in touch with the perfect deal. Find exactly what you're looking for with our advanced search system. Search by sex, weight, morph, or other keywords and use our Buy It Now option to buy that animal right now. Go to marketplace.thereptilereport.com and register your account for free. Be sure to link your Marketplace account to your Ship Your Reptiles account to earn free tokens with each shipping label you book. Use the Marketplace to sell your animals and supplies and maximize your exposure with a platinum ad that also gets fed to the Reptile Report and our powerful Marketplace Facebook page. Buying or selling? Use shipyourreptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates. ShipYourReptiles.com can also supply you with the materials needed to safely ship your animals successfully. Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates, the materials needed to ship your reptiles successfully, live customer support, and our live on-time arrival insurance program. We got you covered. Visit TheReptileReport.com to learn or share about the animals. Click on the link to the marketplace, find that perfect pet or breeder, then visit ShipYourReptiles.com to ship that animal anywhere in the United States. We are your one-stop shop for everything reptile-related. 